Hello, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and this is level 252. Joining me tonight is Kushmoose. Hello. Big L. Hello. And Matrart. Hello. So, how's everyone's week? Pretty good. How about you? It was a week. My allergies have been killing me. Hmm. Oh. I apologize for if my voice sounds funny or any potential sneezes or sniffles. <laughs> what are you recording in a garden this week? Oh, <laughs> dude! Only allergens. The earth or is a garden right now. Yeah. Uh. That's what I think. It's the worst. I set a record uh. the other day. Well, a personal record the other day. I sneezed twenty times within like <laughs> a two-minute period. <laughs> Uh, I was actually actively getting angry because I couldn't stop sneezing. <laughs> I'll give you one collective bless you. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah, I definitely envy people who have the good fortune to just be able to experience the world without feeling like the world's trying to get them. It must be lovely. Oh, for real, though. Well, let's go ahead and get started because this is probably going to be a full show, especially with our topic of discussion this week. Which we reached out to our patrons and we asked them, what are your top three achievements? Top as in however it is that you want to define it. Nostalgic, fun, easy to get, iconic, whatever. Just pick three and highlight them. What was that? Alphabetical. Alphabetical. Oh, man. Obs, animals. (laughs) (laughs) You could literally just pick three achievements and highlight them. Totally so, done. Let's start with L. Uh-oh. All right. I'm going to dive right into the patron responses. And we will start off first, because it's alphabetical order, with Aizo. <laughs> so. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, coincidence for sure. All right. Uh, he says... Shockingly, I didn't have to think long for these in no particular order. Insanity 3 from Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, Some of my favorite RPGs of all time and my second favorite remaster ever. Just a blast to do. Uh, Complete all three games on Insanity. And at the time, there was an exploit to cheese it, but I did it all legit for release month completion. Nice. Nice. Wow. So he likes the game and brags about it, too. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is well, the now f- I want to know what your favorite remake is. Oh, I thought you wanted to know what uh, the cheese was. <laughs> <laughs> what was the exploit? Well, you see, he said there was an exploit, so I assume oh, there is no Oh, right, right. Okay. I mean, nobody was shocked that he said Mass Effect. Not a single person. Uh, next on his list is Why Do This to Yourself? Uh, which is from Halo Master Chief Collection. And that's for doing the lasso run on Halo Reach. And he says... (laughs) 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 He says... (laughs) That's a good sound. Halo Reach was the first and only game I ever learned to do lasso for back in the day. I put a lot of time into that campaign, solo and co-op, and it was just a blast to have incentive to go back for another run. Uh, So for those who don't know, lasso is legendary all skulls on that's what lasso the stands. worst 
And when this happened, not only does the game get really hard, but you don't see your hands, so you can't see your weapons. You can't see your uh, HUD. You can't see where any enemies are. You just can't see anything. So on top of it being ridiculously difficult, you can't even see your, yourself or the uh, reticle, right? Whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So why do you see yourself is like the perfect achievement name for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I still remember they should have one of those in every Halo game, in my opinion. Oh yeah, totally. uh, no, 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 no. Well, in a couple of weeks, editor's we'll... note: mute, mate, Nate. Uh oh, you muted Nate. Okay. <laughs> no, nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it. <laughs> yeah i i know ahizo pretty well and i remember when he uh completed master chief collection and uh deleted it immediately <laughs> it's a, i don't play it. it's a lot of hard drive space <laughs> that is a crazy completion yeah so third and but uh not least is the got there achievement from tony hawk pro skater one plus two uh the only remaster slash remake i put above mass effect i can't oh, that's it <laughs> i can't describe the level of nostalgia and love i had for the originals and i lost it when they announced this the get theirs were chains of specific gaps in specific orders pulled off in a single combo for this achievement it was specifically the hard difficulty ones a lot of them were just very challenging, but two, I nearly tossed my controller at how much I struggled. The mm-hmm. nostalgia mixed with the satisfaction of finally pulling the last ones off easily puts this at the top three and probably even number one. Wow. Good one. Well, I also remember when you completed that game. And uh, these three, as we go on, it'll be interesting to chart. So these three were all... Uh, solo ones and all challenging achievements. So it'll be interesting yes. to see if people pick their favorites, the most challenging. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say these were three that not only were challenging to him, but also in three of his favorite games. So it's just added to, mm-hmm. to the love. So kind of hit a couple of different notes. Right. So thank you for those answers, Ahizo. Moving on uh, to Retstack, a.k.a. Catster. And she says, there's nothing particularly secret about these three achievements. They're just ones uh, for one reason or another that stand out to me. Uh, To Live Forever from No Man's Sky. This is the Reach the Center of the Galaxy and Permadeath Mode achievement. And for the longest time, I believed that I couldn't do it. I loved the game and I wanted a completion, but it wasn't until I got to H101 that I really began thinking I could do it. And I did after one false start. You see, this touched my heart. So I'm glad that uh, we in some way got you to do this. And for all those people that think they, you know, can't do it, try, try again. You know, maybe you just need a new uh, a new strategy. You know, mm-hmm. If you're having trouble, put it down and come back the next day. And sometimes that works. 
Just complaining about complaining it. Complaining sometimes works, works yes. <laughs> There's something magical about that. You complain, you say it's impossible, I'll never get it. <laughs> He's two not minutes wrong. later, oh, mm-hmm. it just popped. I think there's something comforting, too, about hearing someone else struggle with it. That is also true. All right. Everyone struggles on some sort of achievement. Right. No. All right. Next is um, (laughs) If Everything Seems Under Control from Art of Rally. This stands out as one of the, uh, for being one of the most tedious achievements I've had to do. You have to complete 1,000 stages. And if you do everything in the main game, you'd be lucky to have a quarter of that. So that's like 100. Uh, luckily, crashing out counts as, yeah. completing, as completing a stage. And there's a level where if you can time it right, you can crash out in about 15 seconds. So I sat there with a tally sheet and something to listen to and did about 50 crashes a session until something happened. Done. Oh, until done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she totally said that she uh, listened to H101 uh, on uh, repeat. That's what she totally said. Smart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why she had to limit her session time. Makes sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she listened to all the old uh, four-hour episodes and uh, got done with, you know, 50 stages at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and her last pick was Ground Zero from Fallout 76. Another game I love. What can I say? I'm contrary. And this was such a fun achievement. Uh, Somebody nuked my house, so I went there, quickly threw my junk in the stash box, and ran downhill to watch the missile come down on me. It was so much fun. The guys who launched the nuke tried to help me rebuild my house as much as they could, too. Wow. So you had your house nuked, but you saved your Xbox? That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Come on, obvious joke is obvious. Yeah, so I don't know much about uh, Fallout 76. <clears throat> Do you guys know anything about that game or that achievement? Well, Nobody does. I yes, love the achievement people up. do. I've never played the game, but I looked the achievement up. It says, be at ground zero of a nuclear blast. I actually completely forgot that you could nuke other players in that game, which hearing that, the griefer in me really, really wants to play this game now. <laughs> this seems like uh, you would like this. And you like those meth, methasma games. They're awesome. Uh, <laughs> what? Bethesda, just like I said. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> uh, thank you for your answer, Cat Star. Three games we don't ever hear about. Yeah, all I remember from that Art of Rally game is that the name is all in lowercase letters and it bothers me. So I try to <laughs> ignore That's, it that is whenever kind of possible. <laughs> yes, it totally would. It's very L. Yep. Yep. Um, last one I'm going to read is from uh, uh, Xlax the Jester. I haven't heard from him in a while. He got his submission in at the last minute and didn't really expand upon his answers, but that's okay. Because he largely put answers that I was going to say anyway. So let's go through this together. Uh, he says, my top three are my top three because of the time and effort that were put into them along with the fun, heartache, laughter, and general uh, FFS Okay, that took place. Uh, that totally, <laughs> that means uh, fast forwards for sure. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so the first achievement he lists is seriously from Gears of War. And there will be some people that say, why the hell would you pick this achievement? Like most normal people. But then there are idiots like us that would pick it because it brings them back to a time where you got five friends together, six total, and you got, and you, you ran to the middle of the map, grenaded yourselves, and repeated over and over and over. And you didn't wonder why the hell you were doing this. You did it because it was a common goal, and you brought stories and laughs, and friendships were bonded. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish just... It's also a, a real achievement. I wish... Jester, oh, oh, that's what I mean. We 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 played legit multiplayer and got ten thousand kills. Um, you know, totally legit. That's what I meant to say. You're right. Totally real achievement. Well, that I know is a lie. I meant the boost <laughs> oh. and the effort it actually takes to <laughs> unlock it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's all real to me. I know for a fact you you cheesed it. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to spend Boosted. like literally hundreds of hours with a group to accomplish something, like they, they've got to be people that you get on okay with because it's, um, I think the game requires six to start, if I recall correctly. So it's not that you can say, hey, so-and-so is taking this session off. There are some groups that will sometimes have sort of extra bodies available. But everyone really needs to commit to tens and hundreds of hours in this boost. So it's it, it's the bonding of the experience. I mean, Elle and I still talk to most of the guys that we played seriously with. Uh, and even if they're people we don't talk to every day, they're people we're still in touch with in, in some ways. So it, it, it has that impact on you, which makes the achievement more than just earning those 10,000 kills, which is... Crazy. Mm-hmm. Who did we do seriously with, Michelle? We did seriously uh, with the two of us. It was uh-huh. uh, Ninja Dave, Beavis, uh-huh. Randy, uh-huh. and Sergio. Uh-huh. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Those were our six. And then we had you know folks who came uh, in and out and sort of helped here and there, depending on uh, where they were in their boost. And uh, Ninja Dave in particular was well ahead of us initially. So one other thing about seriously is it does not pop at 10,000 kills. It pops at some number after 10,000 kills. So there's also this sort that of mystery box component mm-hmm. where as soon as you hit 10,000, like the weight is on because you don't know when it's going to pop. Uh, and Dave had been ahead of us um, just yeah, based that's on whatever. That's I was trying to remember math. who took his place because I don't remember. Um, Mo? I don't know. No, Mo Chiefing? finished before us. Hmm? I don't know. Toad style. He helped sometimes. You know, I, th- there was there was a crew of of three or four people who would sort of jump in and out at various times. Um, but the the whole thing with that story was Dave, who was ahead of us and stopped for a while, wound up being the very last person to pop it with the highest kill yes. count. So oh, yeah, we <laughs> it's just you never knew with that achievement. Yeah. But that was over we, 10 years we, ago, and we're still talking about it. We yeah, still talk we to got Dave, this, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. We got this achievement 2011. 
Speaking of Toad Style, you want to know when Toad Style got this achievement? It was recently, wasn't it? Two months ago. Yes, two yeah. months ago. Oh, I, really? He's been slowly. Wow. I've seen him joining random sessions on TV for years now, and he finally got it. GG. 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 Yeah, so Seriously is definitely, the original Seriously is definitely the, the quote-unquote easiest. All you got to do is just get the kills, and that's it. Not like all the different modes and different things you have to do nowadays. Well, seriously, 2.0 is the easiest because you can grind it um, in campaign no. level. It's 100,000 kills, but there there's a campaign level where you can that's grind them pretty easily. There's other stuff in, in Gears 2 that's difficult um, and time-consuming, but the seriously achievement is, is actually the most doable of the lot. I think I'd rather have 100,000 campaign kills than 10,000 mm-hmm. multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, but once you finish that campaign, I think we I was at like 3,000 kills total. <laughs> oh, it's well above stupid like that. the campaign, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. It's something stupid. Anyway, moving on uh, to Vidmaster Challenge uh, Annual in Halo 3. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is one huh. of the achievements I figured Michelle would say and Kenny would say. <laughs> I purposely oh, so did not say this because I knew it would be brought up. Right. And I've talked about it so much. Exactly it's such a good achievement. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the very first achievements that came to mind. Oh, wow. We also did this in 2011. Originally on Halo 3. And well, one we thing that I just we actually uh, didn't get that one together, but we we uh, did it around the same time. Oh, you're we right. We had a big group of folks that we used to play with uh, at that time. And then, again, people that we still generally hang out with, and it's a lot of it's because of achievements like this, and like seriously, and mm-hmm. like I know one of the other uh, achievements that's going to be named a little later, uh, because there's there is a bonding about going through these very difficult achievements. But I think of all of mm-hmm. them, uh, annual in particular is one where it's more fun than frustrating. They're frustrating moments. Yes. Um, definitely like learning some of the shortcuts and some, I, I remember on the run that I was on, one of the guys um, right at the section where you get there, there's one section in, in the uh, run that you have to do where you get ghosts to get through the rest of the level. <laughs> that's necessary. And one of the guys I was playing with, he had a, a checkpoint. So if you haven't played Halo checkpoints, don't always trigger at the same intervals. They will trigger in just random spots and he had a checkpoint that triggered like with a rocket right to his face. So he had to remember every time that we reload that the checkpoint reloaded <laughs> to immediately jump out of the way. Um, and and it was just like, but even though that was frustrating, it it was funny in its way too because it's it, that is of all these one that you're likely to be able to sit down in one night, maybe in two playthroughs if you need a time to get used to the game, and you'll get it done. It's not particularly grindy. It's, it's just tough. But everyone needs to contribute to the success, which is why this one stands out for people who've done it. This, oh man, Every time I look at this achievement, especially when I see the zero, zero G, yep. it makes me that. just crack up laughing. Because, and I know I've told this before, and I'm sorry to anyone that's heard it, but if anyone's new, I, I did this in 2009. And one of the people I did it with was my brother, who could not care less about achievements or could not care less about the armor that you got uh, with this. And this, you know, 2009, we didn't have good internet. Oh. It wasn't what it was now. We got an armor for it? So we, we fought with, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, lag, all the trouble of going through it. You know, 2009, there was no guides or the shortcuts weren't necessarily as easily accessible. And we fought for this thing for like two, three hours. And I can just plain as day just remember him just zero gamer score i did all that work and i didn't even get any gamer score i don't even care about this stuff and i but i just want something for what i did he was so angry did you have fun oh my god oh oh we had fun in the challenge and Ooh. even doing it on like mcc with the uh with Myself, L, Michelle, and Peru. It was still fun. I've done this achievement yeah. for a bunch of different people throughout the community. I'll, I'll always help for annual. It's always going to be a good time. It's the right kind of struggle. Mm-hmm. Now, when we did it that second time, you did some sort of little exploit in the beginning that I don't know what you did. Peru did something to cut out something in the beginning. And we definitely didn't do that um, on the 360. Do you remember? No. No. Cut out, um, cut out something. Anyway, that's okay. Oh, you the the where you have to like go up the tower right in the beginning. Yeah. You can skip all of that. You can skip all that and get to like a safe spot. And then you can pick all the enemies off from a distance. Oh, thanks for telling me that in 2011, Kenny. Well, no problem. Jester's third answer was Endor from Halo 3 ODST. Now that one, that one sucked. <laughs> but <laughs> you really did have to endure. Yeah, that one. Um, you had to. Um, what was it? Oh yeah, you had to get to the past the fourth set. Uh, on four-player heroic live co-op and firefight. So firefight was uh, Halo's version of of Horde, which was popularized in Gears. And that one at least was worth twenty five G. But I you remember got something for your troubles. Yeah. So I remember trying this over and over. And it was the type of thing where the beginning part was so easy and then it finally gets harder and that's where you have to start paying attention and ramping down. So I did this one. Yeah, this is unfortunately before we started playing with you, Foof. This was like in May 2017, so it was right around that time. Yeah, Yeah, just started playing with each other. Yeah, Michelle, Prue, and I did it with uh, Weasel Pizza. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. And... uh, because unfortunately, it was the type of thing like where if you failed, you you didn't want to start fresh. You had to wait till the next time because it was just too too much to start over. Because it was even if you had a bad run, it would take you still like an hour and a half and a good run. I think it was about two hours. And, but eventually, you know, we endured and we got it. So it's it's memorable just to go for the same achievement every week like that. I remember you guys complaining about this and how much trouble it was. Yeah, and we got this in 2017, and now nobody can get it because the ODST servers are bye-byes. So that's kind of sad. Yeah, that's really sad, actually. Wow. Because that one was not in... uh, That one wasn't in MCC, right? 
I don't no. think it is. We would have gone no. for it if it was. So. Oh, we sure would have. You're right. <laughs> oh, we totally would have got it. All right. Well, I'm sure I could come up with more, but we're going long here. Uh, well, let's go to let's go to Michelle. Oh, okay. So uh, you're saying your three are, are Jester's three? Um, I'll come back if we have time. Okay. But we'll go with that for now. Sure. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read Hawkeye Barry's response. Uh, first up was boss battle boss for defeating a boss hunt on crazy difficulty in Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. <laughs> this is one of my favorite achievements because it was the first time I played with anyone from Achievement Hunting 101. The achievement was fun because of the group I was with, but still very challenging. There was also a bit of a rush because it was a timed event and we were trying to help as many people get the achievement as possible. But we couldn't save them all. R.I.P. Big L. So, <laughs> Thanks, Hawkeye. We, we've, we've heard about Al's unfortunate foray. <laughs> uh, but very, very briefly, before going on to Hawkeye Barry's next choice, there is that rush of chasing a server closure. We definitely talk about that mm-hmm. frequently. Also, we talk about the rush of chasing uh, Game Pass uh, leavings. But this was one where uh, one of the cases where the community really came together and, and stepped up and helped each other with that, which was cool to see as an observer because Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 was not a game I played. Next up, we have Beat the Game with No Abilities achievement from Cluster Truck. Oh, that was such a pain. The last level really kicked my butt. Hmm. I played it for a couple hours, and once I finally beat it, I didn't know if I've ever been so happy to pop an achievement. Yeah, this... I, <laughs> So Cluster Truck was a game that Devin and I had played as part of it came from Game Pass way, way back. Um, and I I like games like this, the ones where you sort of just keep beating your head against the wall until the game gives up and you have kind of a funky run and you win. But this achievement, I totally get that. Like, I was so happy when this game was announced to leave Game Pass that I did not have to stress about that because that was a pain. So... Excellent choice. And then we have Hercules from Superhot will be Hawkeye Berry's last one. The game is very difficult, but a lot of fun. And I enjoyed the game right away, which is good because you have to beat the game 13 times every time with a different set of conditions for this achievement. This sticks out because the game went from a game I loved to one I started getting annoyed with to finally joy and appreciation once I unlock this achievement. So that is cool. Good one. Very good. Yeah. I like hearing all these different set like again, jesters were very on the nose. What game was that? Peel back the curtain. This was super hot. No, no, no. Um what's that? Super hot. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh. Forgot about the caps. Um but to peel back the curtain a little bit when we were talking amongst ourselves getting ready to record for this question, Elle's like, you know what three achievements I'm gonna pick, because you're gonna pick the same ones, and it's literally uh-huh. Each of the three that Jester picked. So you kind of expect certain achievements to show up because they have that impact. So it's been cool to hear some of these different choices. So moving on, Completely we have agree. GT3 option fan whose first choice is something to prove from Dance Central. Get 100% from every song in Break It Download. This is my highest ratio achievement and it got it got with it one of my very early completions, Dance Central. I remember loving the game so much that I just wanted to push myself to get all the achievements in the game. It was one of my first forays into achievement hunting and still one unlock that I'm most proud of. That is amazing. That's cool. That is super cool. That is That was not oh, easy man. to do. That just sounds difficult. 
I obviously have no interest in Dance Central, but just hearing 100% on every song just sounds very difficult. Dance Central's... Go ahead, Al. I was just going to say, um, break it down mode was just what it sounds like. So instead of playing the whole song, it actually broke it down for you. So if you were having trouble with a certain part, it would just replay those parts over and over, and then you could just keep trying it. But you had ah. to 100%. So imagine Guitar Hero, right? You remember there was a practice yeah. mode? But it yeah, would I know. Be, I, that's exactly what I thought of. But it would go to specific parts of the song, and you could just pick it right away. And then use that to try to finish the song. But that achievement, you have to get 100% from each specific part. I mean, you have to get perfects in everything. And it's, yeah. I've tried it with my son. It's very, very hard. That sounds and tedious, it, too. Yeah. And Dan Central's recognition is very particular. So uh, when you play Dan Central, you'll see the image of the character playing in front of you and the part that's highlighted red is indicating to you that something's wrong, but it's like specifically the right knee that's wrong. Like it's, it's very much like any one portion of whatever regions they recognize as you needing to match. If it's off, you don't get credit for it. Uh, but I, it's fair. The recognition is good, but it, it's really testing you. Like it's sort of like when you talk about, um, tracks in Guitar Hero versus Rock Band that the Guitar Hero ones were generally thought to have larger, slightly larger windows, which is why the notes, there were frequently more notes in there because you had more of a window to make a mistake. Dan Central did not let you make a whole lot of mistakes. So that's, that is super impressive. Uh, next up, we have from GT3 Option Fan, Retirement Savings Plan from Army of Two for getting $1 billion in multiplayer matches. It was one of the early EA servers Jeez. shut down. And one of my first times boosting a multiplayer for achievements on TA. Still a relatively high ratio achievement. I remember the thrill of trying to race against the clock to grab this achievement before the server shut down. And working with others with a similar goal was a cool experience. And Elle and I have talked about Army of Two a lot. So uh, we'll not continue to speak on it too much. But we, we had the same experience. If I recall correctly, even it was like, do you want to go get a copy of the game for five bucks at GameStop so we can work on it? Like it was literally that last second and mm -hmm. yeah, the, the Russia server closure again. One question um, about that. Since yeah. you, since you guys did that, mm -hmm. you have to get a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. If you played a match in multiplayer, about how much would you get? That's asking you mm. to remember. <laughs> I don't remember the, I don't remember nah, the multiplayer. Taking, I was just wondering, is this the original army of two? I don't remember the multiplayer being long. Yeah. At all. In the sequel. It wasn't yes. long well, now. The funny part. I just didn't know, like, did you get a thousand dollars in a match and you had to play a ton of it, or did you get I don't like think ten so. million dollars? Just because I'm just trying to get a frame of reference of just how much that actually is. I think the funny think thing about Army of Two is that. Um, Go ahead. Hmm. The funny thing about Army of Two is that we started playing it for the multiplayer boost, but the meat and potatoes is the campaign. The, the multiplayer is just. Yeah. No, I'd had a really fun looking multiplayer mode. We've talked about that frequently too. That the, the multiplayer mode, one of them looked almost like a like that last part of American Gladiators, um, which was a multiplayer mode. So there there definitely seemed to be something fun in there. We just didn't get to play it. Um I mean I'm looking I'm looking at the achievement real quick. 
uh, for retirement savings plan. Um, and there were a couple different methods in here. So I don't want to spend too much time looking into it and so far to see if anybody. Uh, so somebody said here when they started, they were getting around 10 to 12 million each uh, and ended up getting around 20 million. So they're talking about about 20 million per match. And then you can math it out. But it, it's it's been a while. And I, I think ish for for me, it's 500. again, that rush of server closure i don't think it was a particularly long turnaround either like it just sort of like okay this is happening and you had to rush to get it done and find people so um it was a fun experience and then finally from gt3 option fan we have chicken dinner from forza horizon 5 for winning a match of the eliminator i had tried this many many times without getting close but when i actually got it i had the right mixture of luck strategy and skill to pull it off when I pulled out way ahead of everyone during a final showdown by guessing where the final destination would be in a rank 10 car, I was literally shaking from nervous excitement. I hit a tree and I had to keep myself calm and thankfully Ooh. had enough of a lead that it didn't matter. I got the first place win and the original completion of Forza Horizon 5, a game I love with the achievement. Truly one of those satisfying achievements to get. That is awesome. Totally understand that. For sure. Um, I have not done it in 5, but I know a bunch of us in Forza Horizon 4. Did we do this in 5? We may have um because it was very early on uh kind of manipulate the game where we would sit together in the forest and be like all right so who's going to be the one that's going to get this win because someone has a lovely car and and so on that had to have felt awesome to actually do that legitimately because it's hard even when you do have multiple people trying to help you that's cool yeah very cool choices and then the last set of patron responses i'm going to read are uh, from northern less whose three choices are uh, matchstick eyes from game room I love that game, and given the length of most Atari games, this is a lot of games played. So the Matchstick Eyes achievement was for playing 36 hours of Game Room. If you missed Game Room, Game Room was um, more or less a hub uh, for different Atari games. And they would release these packs of six or so games. And they released maybe six or eight of them. A lot of it is not available anymore, so um, obviously it's, it's nobody really played it. Uh, recently, but I think the hook at the beginning was that it was free to get started, but if you wanted to get the completion, you eventually had to buy multiple of these packs. So a lot of people started yep. it, but never went on to complete it. And then the packs became unavailable, so they couldn't complete it. So it has some pretty high ratios. This was one of the early examples of a game where it wasn't necessarily hard, but you had to invest in it in order to get the achievements out of it. And 36 hours of Atari games is, is a lot of time playing Atari. Uh, next up, was the Peggle Professor achievement in Peggle. Uh, so Peggle <laughs> Professor huh. is for completing all the levels in the challenge mode. Now, I want to say, if I recall correctly, there is a cheat, sort of. Or no, wait, this is... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. So there are two different achievements. There's one for clearing all pegs that you can cheat. This one's actually for doing the challenges, which you can't cheat. Um, and this is another good one. I, I'm... Totally understand it. It's one of those where you have to play it a little bit every day and peggle as much as you can try to aim at things. There's a little bit of luck involved, hoping to get that right bounce or whatever else. But it's very satisfying once you get that last one done. And then finally, Seriously Pop. The only Seriously Achievement I will ever get. This took dedication, but was a lot of fun and coordination with the community to help me level up. Uh, I think for a lot of us that's memorable, I think... A lot of the achievement was grind, but the part of it that, if I recall correctly, was 
trickiest in terms of skill was you had to reach the top rank in a season. So that required learning the meta for that season and having the right pins ready to go. Um, And this was the one when the server closure was announced where there were some people who, for whatever reason, were able to get some other stuff done, but just ran out of time because it was a significant grind in order to get seriously pop. Uh, You had to get 100,000 pins. You had to win 1,000 matches. So uh, I think when they announced the server closure there, if you were just starting then, you could do just about everything but this achievement unless you Mm -hmm. played it nonstop because the grind was so significant. So satisfying to get out of the way, and it's one that no one else can get anymore. So if you have it, you're an exclusive club that's not going to grow. So there's something to be said for that. I'm just going to really quickly touch on three achievements that I wanted to highlight. I know Ellie said you'd come back, so I'm going to offer these with pretty minimal comment. Go ahead. Um, One uh, that I wanted to highlight was calorie score 10,000 from Your Shape Fitness Evolved. Nice. I worked so hard to get that achievement so it is a connect game a lot of people earn this achievement by putting up like fans and stuff and just tricking the connect into thinking you're doing exercise i legitimately worked out however many days i had to to get this achievement done and it felt great to pop it and be like wow i i actually took the time so it's no getting 100 in dance central but it meant a lot to actually put in the work and and earn this achievement Um, next one I wanted to highlight real quick was, um, party animal from burnout paradise remastered. And this is the one for completing 250 online challenges. Anyone who's heard this podcast for any period of time knows I love burnout paradise, but one of the most fun things about it is getting online and doing the challenges. Challenges are, are presented in blocks of two to eight players and you have to go to certain parts of the map and accomplish certain feats. And it's another one of those things where you, you go down into the airport area and everyone has to do a barrel roll. And there's always one person who really struggles with it. I've been that person that really struggles with it. But everyone <laughs> sort of cheers each other on and, okay, here's an, some advice. Like, follow me down this ramp. I'm going to show you how to do it. I love this achievement still and would gladly help people still going for it. And then thirdly, uh, probably a more common one that I'm surprised, I don't think any of the patrons mentioned, but is in that same vein of these 360 era multiple multiplayer achievements what are you trying to prove from left for dead which is for surviving mm. all the campaigns oh, on Expert. i didn't even think of that good one for those of you who did not uh get to experience this and who may experience this in the future it's very nate. similar to <laughs> i don't think nate's gonna be on the short list for experiencing this <laughs> uh, no. um but it's similar to an annual or an indoor where it's something, I guess, closer to annual, where generally you're going to be able to complete one of these expert campaigns or maybe two if you're very good in an evening. So it's not a big grind, but it requires everyone to do their part. It's difficult and it feels so satisfying when somebody actually gets onto one of those escape vehicles. Each it map does. has a different... like. A quote unquote Jesus spot that you stand in and like melee a tree so that you're kind of protected there. And, and just, you have to communicate. You actually have to talk to your colleagues and be like, okay, in, in another two minutes, I'm going to throw my pipe bomb. And then Kenny, you're going to run for the ambulance. You're going to go first. L you trail him and shoot whatever zombies you can. If you get there, great. If not, that's okay. Just make sure you get Kenny there safely. It's, uh-huh. it's so exciting when you get one person onto that truck or van and then completing them all, obviously, is, is a great thrill and just a really wonderful time. And this is another achievement that I would happily help people with if they were still going for it. 
I remember us doing that. Whereas oh, yeah. one person gets gets that escape vehicle, that is it. Everyone else run cover for him. Yep. Oh, good, good achievement. Well, yeah, I, those, I didn't even think about that. Those Jesus spots, classic. And it's funny when right. you think about that because I just shared that uh, Facebook memory of us completing <laughs> Left for Dead uh, six years ago. You did, you did. That's crazy. Um, yeah, real quick. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I, uh, <laughs> what you were going to mention, so I saved some things. Uh, there was one that you've actually done twice, Michelle. Oh. I did it for yourself did I do it before for you, you and met for me. myself. You, oh, okay. Basically, well, you did it. You helped me. You, you did it with <laughs> me. And once I tell you, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And it's mm-hmm. uh, Beatles rock band. Uh, she still sings it with the band, which is the uh, Double Fab. Um, I, so basically, I had that on my short list. I had a list of like 10 that okay. I narrowed down from. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's basically getting a perfect on uh, co-op singing in harmonies. And this is something that... You that know, sounds awful. Yes. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. My, Literally. My, my brother and I are very... Like, we're big Beatles fans anyway. So, like, we used to go for like for like the leaderboard scores on the the harmonies like we just enjoyed like it wasn't a struggle for us to get those particular things done because we both were just so accustomed to hearing that so actually getting it to play the game and to sing harmonies and have that be part of the gameplay was just it was so 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 cool like i i loved it so yeah it was fun to get to do it a second time I, and if i ever make it to achievement fest like i'd love to help people with that and get the triple fabs done too uh we tried those. We hit a wall somewhere, but those are, are more difficult. You know, you, that third line is more those, buried in the in the mix. Yeah, I mean, Michelle and I can both sing. You know, our pitch is good. Um, right, my voice is terrible, but I can sing on pitch. <laughs> so I know there's like videos you can sync up to and all that kind of crap. But no, we we did it. And that ratio is still like a nine something. It's still pretty high. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of that one. Yeah, that's not a surprise. And then another one real quick. Again, another real achievement. Another one is um, that's memorable to me is uh, from Grand Theft Auto 4, which is uh, Fly the Co-op. Um, so I heard stories about this. To this day, my <laughs> friends still make fun of I have no idea what this is. It's basically do three different missions in co-op. And you have to be, mm. beat times. And it's it's crazy difficult. To this day, there's still only sixty six hundred people that have this, out of the five hundred thousand oh, plus wow. that have GTA Four. It's got an eight point seven five ratio. Um, <laughs> Michelle's heard all the stories. Basically, just imagine me flying a helicopter in Grand Theft Auto, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> that's another real achievement. <laughs> Oof. So I was carried in more ways than one, but you could do this multiple, multiple times and try, but it's just, ugh, you have to be perfect. Just, ugh. Anyway, we've blabbed enough. I miss Kush's voice. Well, I guess I'll Yay. go then. Um, Wild West 08 says, my top achievement is uh, one called uh, <laughs> Monopolized in Halo Master Chief Collection, mm, yes. which I love talking about. 
Uh, this is for <laughs> another real completing all Halo 2 legendary campaign missions in under three hours. So your achievement is getting me to talk about Halo. I spent hours, <laughs> days going for this one. Gravemind was very tough and was the last level I did. I got all the other levels close enough to one of the speedrun guys that I knew would have extra time on that level. I don't think I read that sentence correctly. I got stuck <laughs> in the middle of the room uh. with the grav lift and didn't know if I could get out of it. I persevered, and I think around 3 a.m. I got it. Just a big accomplishment. Gravemind uh, is the worst. <clears throat> yeah, Grave Gravemind is just awful. Real quick, I just wanted to shout out um, <laughs> the devs of Halo, which usually you don't shout out 343, but uh, they named this achievement after the guy who was the lead speedrunner mm-hmm. at that time, which was Mr. Monopoly. And I just watched like a one-hour video about Halo 2 speedrunning. I learned a lot because that was the game I knew about the least. Um, That's a good video, too. Yeah. I watched it. It's a fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, his second achievement is seriously 4.0 from Gears wow. of War 4. <laughs> and this is for completing the insane yeah, wow. campaign, ribbons, rank placements, horde maps, Re-ups, classes, and five skills, and your firstborn child. Uh, I put a lot of time into Gears 4, and it forever burnt me out of the series. I told myself before starting the game that I would commit to finishing it. Even with the Coalition making it more difficult for day one players, I was able to finish it. I even spent all night before they patched the box in multiplayer to grind out levels. Sorry, you want to make fun of him now? Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying if he gave his firstborn child, then... uh... He's down to uh, 17 uh-huh. kids. Just okay. 17. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. That's my spares. The Love last one that. wasn't as hard <laughs> as the others, but I'm proud for finishing Red Dead 2 to help me over a million gamer score. Nice. This one in particular got me over, and that is Best oh. in the West for attaining 100% completion. I really want to play that game one of these days. Good achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Clever. I was able to reflect on the journey and get back to playing more games. I enjoy instead of chasing oh, rewards. I mean, <laughs> good, good for you. <laughs> good job, buddy. The next set of pretty achievements Uh-oh. we're going to talk about is from P-Tart. Oh, nice. was what a segue. Her first achievement. <laughs> Her first achievement is Grim Reaper from Dragon Age Origins. And this is for defeating the Harvester on hard or nightmare difficulty. Uh, and she says, this was for beating the Harvester boss on Nightmare Difficulty. But thank you. Make my job easier. I had the worst time with this time, and it probably took me 50 plus times. A lot of times. The strat that finally worked for me was equipping my team with overpowered bows and having them heal if their health dropped below 90%. <laughs> it required having a ton of resources on hand, but I finally got there, and it gave me the game completion. Uh, second up platinum rock stars from the guitar hero mm. world and she's gonna say it so i'll just read her explanation achievement that was for getting 100 on a song as a band on hard or higher difficulty this one Ooh. uh was one of the best and fun boosting sessions i've ever had i boosted this with facial and two ta randoms we obviously failed multiple times but we just laughed it off and gave it another go my contribution was placing a microphone in front of a fan and watching the skilled players do work. Oh, come on. It's such, no. such an awesome moment when they finally Ooh. pulled it off. She said when we finally pulled it off, but I said when they finally well, definitely pulled it off. This is true. And, That's unfair. And it? there was much <laughs> rejoicing. No, it's fine. <laughs> and third, Master from Magic Duels. 
Uh, this was for getting to rank 40 in the season. This was a tough one to get as there was no way of boosting it. You had to just win that many matches, no fans involved, and anytime <laughs> you lost, your rank dropped. Uh, I got fortunate and built a very strong deck, and with a lot of grinding, I got there. It wasn't too painful an experience because I got to play a lot of Magic the Gathering, which is always fun. I will take your word for it. Good job, Peter. Oh, uh, so now we come fun. to the time. <laughs> I'm with you, Peter. Yeah. I like your deck. They close those servers a lot, though. So yeah. those, those games tend to go away. So... Uh, so now we come to the part where I explain how my brain works, and it's not the way your brain works. Uh, <laughs> and I don't seem to latch on to achievements so much. Uh, and I don't know if that's like early Alzheimer's or what, but um, what works for doing me... i this podcast for five years. <laughs> probably. It could, it could be that. Uh, it could just also be like you have a ton of achievements, and I, I don't know, so, some millionaires came up with achievements but uh mm. the way my brain works apparently not the same way so uh i had a hard time i said okay well let me see what i've marked as uh on my trophy shelf on tea uh one of which was getting an achievement for uh getting the xbox one congrats uh, so <laughs> good job <Nate>. uh, <laughs> good job credit card gg um, <laughs> there were others for playing uh ori there you go uh and also for playing uh, 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 for playing um, uh, Guacamelee, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, for, and for getting a hard mode on that and stuff like that. Case. Which, yeah, I still like those. <laughs> Not that they're, you know, I, I think at the time I thought hard was was difficult, but now it's just I, you know, the last time I played it, I just blasted through it on hard, and it, it was nothing. Uh, so instead, what I'm going to talk about are things that were grinds um, that I just, uh, you know, they're pretty memorable for me. Uh, and the first being uh, truly awesome. Uh, now, truly awesome. <laughs> if you don't know, I know Michelle. Oh, knows. I, do. Uh, I know Elle's got also my short these, list. I think uh, it's from from Rayman Legends. <laughs> oh, was it? Yes. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Rayman Legends, uh, and I did this twice. So I'm actually going to come up with four achievements, not counting the ones I already talked about. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Rayman Legends on the Xbox One and also on the 360. This is for reaching the final level of awesomeness. Well, that's really descriptive. Uh, what this means <laughs> is you beat the game. You got all of the shines. Uh, you got everything you need to get. Did I just do Mario? I don't know. Um, and then you have to do the daily uh, runs. There's, there's just a daily things you have to do every day and try to get gold. And gold's hard. And maybe you get it, you know, maybe I got it once or twice. Uh, and mostly it was just getting silvers and just accumulating enough silvers and sticking with it and just keep going and going and going and going. Now, you could watch videos. Uh, some people would put up their daily runs and just put up insane times uh, or insane like durations on the really long like marathon levels. It's just sick uh, to watch what some people can do and just the moves and like they, they don't explain how they break physics, the rules of physics and thermodynamics, but they do. Um, and it was just incredible to see what these people can pull off. Um, I didn't do it that way. I didn't do it by being good. I did it by being persistent uh, and completing it two times. And so that was kind of That's awesome for me. I kind of missed it when it was done. I kind of missed the daily grind. <laughs> uh, but then I found other daily grinds. <laughs> <clears throat> Next up, and fin finally, my last two achievements are both Gen Ten mm. uh, for reaching I the knew highest someone was going to say it. generation. <laughs> On Titanfall, oh, times snap. two. Titanfall and Titanfall and that's why I didn't on the bring 360. It Man, I love me a Titanfall boost. Such a I good love one. me some. <laughs> I, just, I just love 
Titanfall, man. And, uh, and, and getting to the highest pilot generation was kind of a lot like super hot. Like, um, you know, beating the game 13 times. What you had to do was like beat a different set of requirements every time to complete that pilot generation. It wasn't just about getting experience. It was about doing these certain things with this gun or killing these, this many pilots or, you know, doing this, uh, with this type of Titan. And it just, every generation was different. Um, and luckily, uh, I didn't buy the contract. Now I, maybe I would have done that had I not known. Um, but I never bought the contract, so I never locked myself out of it, which is annoying like that. They should patch that. That's they really should get patched. Um, yeah, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Like allow you to reset it or something. I don't know, but, um, cause that's just, that's horrible. <laughs> I feel really bad for people, but that was just such a good time. A lot of it was done solo. A good, a good bit of it was done, uh, in, in big boosting groups, uh, with people that just kept showing up time after time, uh, just to work on things, to stand in place and get murdered, uh, you know, snap my neck, you know, destroy <laughs> my Titan. That's sort of, it's just really good time, uh, working on that. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's mine. Titanfall gen 10. Very nice. That what about you, Ken? Nice. That was going to be my honorary mention. If somehow one of us didn't mention that, of course, someone was going to mention it. <laughs> I had to. That really is one of the games that just brought us and a couple of other people together because mm-hmm. we just spent so many Thursday nights playing that game. Just the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet. <laughs> I just remember the spreadsheet. It was beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful spreadsheet. It really was. Freem, Freem knocked that out of the park. Yeah. That, that spreadsheet. Yeah. So good job, Freem. Uh, oh, that yeah. was such a grind. You look back on it with such fondness. Absolutely. All right. I guess it's my turn. And Yay. I'll start reading from some patron responses first. First up is a rare Tarek. He's and his first achievement is Marble Food Transcendent. Finish all advanced levels under par time in Marble Blast Ultra. Well, that's a good one. I don't think I'd have the ability or patience to attempt this nowadays. I played this. I played the game again a little while back and struggled with just the intermediate levels, let alone the advanced levels. So beating a par times on them would have been a mammoth effort from me now that I don't think I could manage anymore. Yeah, I don't exactly. I haven't played it. Or at least I don't think I played. It. If I played it, it's been forever ago. But like That's that just sounds uh... difficult. Anything with par time is difficult. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. I hate timed achievements. It's just a classic XBLA game. Uh, second game is Charitable Contributions. Completed all of the requests within Gauntlet Mode in Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate. There are 80 requests. You can only take on 5 at a time, and most of them are for defeating 500 of specific enemy types. How many of that enemy type comes in a batch? 5 to 10 for most of them. It's also rare to get more than 2 types of enemies you need on the same level, and you're going to be spending about 10 minutes in a level to get maybe 50 to 100 kills, depending on how common the enemy is. This achievement alone is probably 80 to 100 hours of the time estimate of the overall game. The satisfaction of finishing it was immense, especially given the fear it might not unlock after all that effort. Yeah. That's... Good patience on that one. I cannot do that. I love these types of games. This is this. If you don't know, Warriors is uh, similar to um, uh, Dynasty Warriors. I love those games. They're a lot of fun. 
And I remember starting to do some of these requests for this achievement and just giving up because I saw how difficult and how long of a grind it was going to be. Kudos to your patience for that one. And then his third achievement is one verse 100. Because, of course, we have to we, ha- we have to mention that. But no, that's not the game. It's the achievement in Assassin's Creed Odyssey for defeating the... I have no idea what that name is. Hecatuntri? You know what? I don't know. Forget it. I have yeah, absolutely no idea fine. what that is. Um, he says... It's a dead language anyway. You're fine. <laughs> he says, very much a shameless self-plug one. But it was the final achievement I got in the game, and with it, the culmination of writing an obscenely long walkthrough for the game. I don't know the exact word count, but some of the pages are over 9,000 words long, which is already longer than any school or university work I ever did. It's no wonder I never got any high grades. Holy crap. Wow. Uh, Yeah, just another. That's crazy good achievement. I haven't played Odyssey, so I don't know. I don't personally know how difficult that is, but it sounds it. Okay, I had to look it up. It's Hecaton Curies. Hecaton Curies. Okay, yeah. Hecaton Curies. Yeah. yeah, now that you see hands. it, you said it, I see it. Uh, next response comes from Chewy. He says, My three are all for quite different reasons, and none of them involve skill because I don't have any. Oh, stop. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Number one, escape. From ah. Fallout 3. That, the one that started it all. That first pop got me curious about what the heck achievements were, and nearly 14 years later, here we are. It represents much more than just a lot of gaming to get me through. Writing for TA and then becoming a contributor to AH101 podcast and community has been a big creative and social outlet for me and one that I cherish. I also like the irony in the name of the achievement. It was definitely not an escape. It was the opposite. Uh, number his second one is don't let the Wookiee win from Star Wars uh, from Star Wars Force Unleashed the second one Uh, (laughs) yeah I should have kept reading you might be surprised to learn that I'm a big Star Wars fan and Chewbacca in particular never knew that I thought you just like to eat Shocking, I know. <laughs> the fact that I had somehow took so long to play this game eight years after release, then ignored a DLC for another four years after I finally did was very lucky as it allowed me to save this achievement to cap off my one million gamer score in such a fun and meta way by literally killing myself for it. Brilliant. <laughs> Good achievement to hit on your million. That's nice. And then his third achievement is seriously from Gears 1. Echo and Jester, this was a great community effort over a year in the making, something I would have never been able, willing, or crazy enough to do before being a part of the AH101 community, sorry, and creating a little group of (laughs) British friends within it, plus Skeptical Mario. (laughs) There have been a bunch of other achievements and games I would never have considered even attempting before finding this tribe, but this one is a daddy of them all. Yep, already talked about Marks. it seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I don't know why anyone does that. Me neither. <laughs> That's fair. And then we have a response from Scar, who says, Good dings to come from Power Wash Sim was my 500,000 achievement and also completed a game, which was a cool thing. I mean, that's definitely a game to use as a milestone. You do you. 
Uh, second game is the whole journey from Moonglow Bay because I was the first to pop it after playing a game obsessively and I shortly got the, the first completion of the game as well. Nice. So, so uh, he didn't mention it and you didn't mention it, but Good Dings to Come uh, is cleaning 95% of any job without actually completing any tasks. Uh. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's completing 95% of everything without completely 100% cleaning anything. Right. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pick the right level. <laughs> I want to say I helped so Michelle with that awful. one. Awful. Possibly. I think so. I remember, yeah, that one you could actually do online co-op. You just choose the motor. I did that on the one in the desert with the really big, like, rock hand. Oh, that's... Uh, that's the one I did yeah. that one on. I have I no idea what that backyard is. I don't think... I did not level. get far enough into that game. No, it was like a little bike. Oh, maybe it was on the bike. Yeah, the backyard would have been a good one. Yeah. yeah. And third game is Insanity from Curse of the Dead Gods because it was probably the hardest skill-based achievement I've earned. And that achievement is make 10 blood offerings during a single exploration. Uh, I assume, Nate, have you played uh, Curse of the Dead Gods? Of course. (laughs) Okay, Uh, then you might be able to explain Well, it's, you know, I, I haven't done that. <laughs> I haven't done that. But what I'm assuming happens is um, those will give you like a curse. So like a, a negative affect for your run. Um, oh. Yeah. So you don't actually have to complete the run to complete this. This is nice. But you do have to get that lucky, I guess, draw of uh, enough of these. You find enough of these blood offerings to do. Um yeah. Well, actually, it looks like you can get positive or negative. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but good job. I know it's a tough game. It's definitely hard to get the full completion. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And this is any any of these uh, roguelites uh, are, are, you know, it, it's something. That's effort. Yeah. 40,000 starters and only 43 have completed it. So, yeah, sounds difficult. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I have no experience myself. Now, as for my three games, I very much wanted to try to look at this in a different light because all the achievements that immediately came to mind, we've already talked about tonight or we've mentioned sometime um, within the history of the podcast. So You did alphabetical, didn't you? <laughs> no. So I like I am going to throw up three, and also I I have two other achievements that I also thought of. But shout out to a segment that Elroy and I did uh, two weeks ago on level two fifty. I talked about two nostalgic type achievements that could have actually fit for this as well. Um, so you can go listen to that if you want to hear what those achievements are. But I decided to go with. Achievements that were I that were kind of fun, funny, goofy, or something that like when I first saw it, it's just like, what exactly are these achievements? You know, just some kind of like good time attached to it. The first one is not necessarily an achievement achievement. It's not necessarily a good one, but it is one that made me laugh and it is from 
I unlocked it October 29th of 2008. So this is one of my very earliest achievements. And I remember doing this and, and thinking, what exactly are these things? And that is the chicken kicker for kicking a chicken in Fable 2. The script and the description of it made me laugh out loud. It's, <laughs> you are a friend kicked a poor defenseless chicken. <laughs> Good thing they have reinforced feathers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Such memorable. a goofy a achievement. I remember just playing. Yeah, I just remember playing Fable 2, naturally seeing a chicken just kicking it. And then, bloop, this pops up. And then when I read it, just laughing out loud. So I was like, wow, I can't believe that's an achievement. Just as I was going through something goofy, I, I saw. Um, <laughs> so the next one, I'm going to cheat a little because it's kind of two achievements wrapped up in in the same, um, wrapped up in the one. And once again, going with like the goofy route, it's the first two achievements that you that you unlock and you cannot avoid from Deadpool. The first one, the first one's free, and the description is got off your well-toned bottom. And then the second achievement, which pops immediately after, was the second one is also free and says, what's pretty? If, obviously, everyone knows who Deadpool is, you know that he breaks a fourth wall. I love this game. I remember playing this game, sitting there, listening to like his inner conscious talking to himself. Um, and it's just like, all right, fine. I guess I'll get up and it pop an achievement. And Deadpool literally looks up in the corner, sees the achievement pops and goes, Oh, okay. It's going to be that kind of it, that kind of game. And then a second one pops. It's just like, all right, well, I guess that's how it's going to be. And like, you can look it up on YouTube. If you, if you've never actually played this, it's just, it's such a good Deadpool moment. It's just funny. Um, and the third one I want to highlight is something that is definitely more recent, actually something that has come about because of this community. And um, this one I unlocked on June 2nd of 2019. I cannot believe it's been basically four years since I've streamed Dragon's Lair Trilogy. Oh wow! Now that oh, no, don't say it. Oh man! <laughs> I know that this was never, ever going to be a game that anyone thought I would bring up or would talk about because it's not a Kenny game. But back during the early days of the podcast, when I was nowhere near as busy as I was now, I used to do a stream like every Friday and or Saturday night, and we got a code for this game and I decided to stream it and holy crap I struggled a lot <laughs> and I don't remember who all was there but I know Fug, Saucy and Jables um, were there and they watched my streams and they enjoyed me struggling and getting frustrated and specifically of the achievement Butterfly which is collect the butterfly treasure from Dragon's Lair 2 where this one in particular was the most difficult because you had to collect every single uh, treasure beforehand and do it in like one flawless run. And then the butterfly will pop up in like a split second. You had to grab it. I just remember struggling on this, getting annoyed, actually wanting to quit, but everyone's just like, no, keep streaming. Let's keep going. You can do it. Blah, blah, blah. Cheering me on. 
And eventually I finally did do it. And it was another one, even though it's not immensely difficult. It was just like one of those ones that's like, got it. Let's go on to the (laughs) next game. Nice. And it was just a fun moment. And then I'm. Do you remember how many lives? uh, This is not for you, Kenny. Uh, L, do you remember how many lives, or Michelle, how, do you remember how many lives you would get from a quarter in Dragon's Lair? <laughs> oh, man. Three, yeah, I would guess. For me. That's typically uh, three to five. Yeah. I think, like, in okay, so three. arcades, the arcade owner could set that. So I think you might have seen three or five, but yeah, I, I seem to remember three. So, Kenny, uh, just imagine your struggle uh, costing you money. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I know. <laughs> I, I know that this was the kind of thing where, like, you could play this in the uh, in the arcade. And, yeah, I no, that sounds awful. That sounds like you're going to be wasting a lot of money trying to actually beat this game. And I did. Ju- I, I just looked it up. It, it, that stream is on our YouTube channel if you would like to watch me struggle with that and or other games from the couple of early streams I used to do. All right. But um, yeah, I think that's all the achievements that I had. Uh, Ken, I would say, is there any more that anyone wants to talk about? But we've been going long with this. So unless it's really, really well, good, we should continue into the game showcase. Well, when we first broached the question, there was one you said right away that you haven't mentioned at all. I'm surprised. Uh, from yeah. uh, man, the, remind me of what the, that the, was. the one from Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> okay, that's oh, what geez. I thought you were talking about. Yes, <laughs> dastardly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought Honestly, you were going to say yeah. right away. Um, that's another. That's one I know I've talked about. Real quick, I'll just say it. It's for um finding an innocent victim, tying them, tying them up laying them on a train track and then waiting for the train to run them over and kill them <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption. Amazing achievement. The that achievement. is another one that's an early one that I remember seeing. It's just like, well, I have to unlock this. And it made me actually interested in, in achievements. The achievement tile is great too. Cause it's like a man with a dastardly mustache, if I recall correctly. So just the whole presentation Ooh, I don't remember. is fantastic. Yeah. If you look, I believe it's sort of like, uh, a silhouette of a of a face, and it's like a hat and and a monocle and the mustache. Like, of course, I'm probably remembering it totally wrong now that I'm describing it that way. So I'm gonna have to go look it up. But I, I seem to remember they went with something of that of that sort. No monocle, but you nailed okay, it. Other cool. than that, yeah, amazing achievement. One of the best. Easily one of my favorites that I've ever unlocked. Yeah. And then they uh, repeated it in uh, Code Simulator. I'm sure I've said this before in the Payday DLC. It's the exact same yes. achievement. <laughs> it's the exact same achievement with the exact same name. And <laughs> it's just, you do it as uh, random animals in the, the Payday DLC. is hilarious. <laughs> oh, so good. And their achievement art is, <laughs> it's like the, the stick figure crossings, but they're just lying down on the railroad tracks. It's like a metro is coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty good and um oh, good simulator. one more honorable mention that we talked about during our gaming session the other day kenny um that michelle got that i didn't get yet she's gonna help me get one day 
That's Uh-oh. the uh, Bladder of Steel in a Rock Band 2. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and that's to go through the entire mm, that's set list. Everyone. That's to go through the entire set list without failing or pausing. And that one was especially tricky because if you had a wired guitar and accidentally pulled it out or something, it would void the run. So there was a lot of uh, things. No there. bathroom breaks. Right. And if you had a controller and the controller died, I'm pretty sure those would void the runs too. Like that kind of stuff. Just wanted to bring that up so Michelle can remember to help me get that one day. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, true. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Because Rock Band 2 didn't have a co op. Yeah, right. Co op vocals. I don't think it did. Like, 2 seems to be the pinnacle, but it didn't even have all the stuff that we've come to love yet, like the harmonies and the, the co op. Like, the two people being able to pick the same instrument type things. I think what 2 did that really led to it being so beloved two things. First of all, Rock Band 2 just had an amazing on disc soundtrack. Um, you know, there's something from everyone, and also like by the time you got down to three, so good. And eventually, Rock Band Four, like the songs you always really wanted to play in Rock Band, either on Rock Band One or Two, or were DLC. So the on on disc track lists got kind of weaker as they went on. But I think the biggest improvement from One to Two, and why people are so fond of Rock Band Two, is the menu navigation. It was really poor in Rock Band One because you had to scroll down your entire list. Rock Band 2 introduced mm. better sorting options and things like that. And I think that was just mm-hmm. such a big step that that's why people really uh, hook on to that one. Even though 3 did introduce so many other great elements that probably actually are more meaningful to the gameplay. But that menu change was a mm-hmm. huge issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, where did we come up with this question? It was a doozy. I think say. Kenny came up with this one. Yeah, I We'll blame Kenny. Hey, this was fun. We got to talk about a lot of games. Mm -hmm. That's what this show is about. Achievements and games is exactly what this podcast was about. We just got to talk about like 40 of them. And I'm super impressed that... that's not enough, let's talk about some more. We only had a... No, I'm I'm super (laughs) impressed that we only had one duplicate answer among the patron answers. Just uh, seriously, one was on two lists. But other than that, uh, there was a lot of different representation across different genres. That was really fun to go through. And a lot of games we almost never talk about or never talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, like right? Army of Two. Amazing game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Michelle, we started that game July 2011, and the server went down August uh, 2011. So, yeah, you were right. It was real quick. That we Oof. Had... Yeah. I, and the DLC I I got done sure... day before closing. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Elle, that you went to GameStop and got us both copies. Like, I was kind of waffling Probably. about participating, and you were like... Sounds like me. Here's your copy. Let's let's go. So, all That's right, here we go. <laughs> I don't think we were at that point yet. And like you know, it took a a little bit after after Army of Two. I was like, all right, I guess you're legit now. All right. Well, let's talk about some more games. Ooh. Nate, what game would you like to showcase this week? Well, I am going to talk about the last case of Benedict. Fox. Oh, I'm surprised it's taken this, this is, long. Yeah, me too. Well, there's a reason for that. Um, so last case of Benedict Fox, uh, was a game I was really excited to, uh, to play. It's a platformer Metroidvania that would explain my excitement, uh, and also just the style and the trailers and the fact that it was on Game Pass, uh, all these things just, you know, check, 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 uh, super 
in my lane. Um, <clears throat> when it came down to actually playing the game, however, there were some bugs uh, or, you know, uh, some performance issues and um, and such. So I kind of laid off of it for a little bit uh, and I, I have gone back to it and started to play it. And um, I am not as excited about the game as I as I once was because they just they didn't nail everything. So what is uh, Last Case Benedict Fox? It's an action platformer, Metroidvania. Um, number one, the game looks great. Uh, the style is there. Um, the uh, Lovecraftian, uh, mm-hmm. you know, influence is all over this game, um, and it just it just drips with style. Um, you have a gun. Uh, you have special items that you'll eventually get. Uh, three of those. You have a healing one, a smoke one that I guess makes you harder to see, and then a stone one, which to this day I still have no idea what you do with that. Uh, it, <laughs> it makes you invulnerable, but you can't move. So what's the point? I'm not quite sure about that. That don't make sense. Maybe that, maybe that becomes important later in the game. I don't know. Uh, and you can upgrade all of those. Um, uh, it's got souls like currency. Uh, so you could potentially lose your currency and have to go back to your body to pick it up if you die. Um, but you can also bank that at um, fast travel points. And you'll you'll be unlocking fast travel points as you navigate through uh, the levels. Um, and I, <sighs> the combat, let, let me just get right to it. The combat in this game is, is disappointing. Yeah. It's just, it's just not good. Um, and I kind of wish that they had spent more time to make it good. Uh, the exploration is, is fun. The traversal is fun. The abilities you get are kind of cool. Um, the double jump doesn't work like your typical double jump. Uh, instead, your double jump is your spirit familiar. If you've seen any of the trailers, whatever, you'll see it's like this, this dark kind of spirit, kind of, uh, you know, smoke type thing that's kind of hanging around you. And uh, it has tentacles, and it can, like, reach up and grab the ceiling and kind of swing you along. So when you do a double jump, there has to be something above you. Um, so it's not truly a double jump. You're getting kind of swung by this this familiar uh, that has uh, bound itself to you. Um, and you can get, actually, I think a triple jump. You might be able to get more. I have not unlocked everything about 40% of the way through the game, 50% of the way through the game. So there's, there's abilities I don't have yet. Um, but so while the traversal isn't the best because it is problematic and slightly glitchy and you can't just do double jumps, you have to do them based on the situation and the way they've set things up. The thing that's kind of unforgivable is just how glitchy the combat is. Um, as you're fighting, sometimes your your movements uh, don't register. Sometimes you can't jump out of the way. Uh, so if there are enemies to either side of you at the same time, two enemies you know on either side of you, you're you're gonna just get beat down. Um, there's a block mechanic. So you can block attacks, you can block projectiles, you can actually reflect projectiles. Uh, in in my experience, reflecting projectiles never works. It just never hits anything. It just goes off at a weird angle. It just never hits anything. Uh, the good news, the good news is that there are a lot of accessibility options for this game. Uh, you can change the combat. It has three different settings. You have default, which is, you know, as you would expect. I like to start on default, which is kind of... Um, how I went 
yeah, I went into the game in default, and I was like, man, this combat is difficult. This first boss is going to cause most people to walk away from the game or just turn on the easy mode. Um, because you really have to learn how to parry and then uh, to, to beat that first boss if you don't block because you only have four bars of health. Um, that's four hits and you're done. Um, and so I did that naturally. I finally figured out the boss's pattern, beat the thing, whatever. Um, and I was just like, I think most people are going to turn this off. Uh, the next m uh, mode you have is challenging. So enemies can hit even harder and they take more hits. And then you can optionally also turn on a one hit kill for Benedict because man, that sounds like a fun that would time. be awful. Uh, and the third option you have for combat <laughs> is relaxing. And that's what I'm going to recommend you play. Uh, you, wow. Relaxing. Uh, enemies will die in one hit unless they have plot armor. What is plot armor? Well, yeah, you're not supposed to be able to kill them because you don't have this ability or you have to do this thing first before you can one hit kill them. I'm going to recommend you do that. It makes the game a whole lot more fun. Um, enemies will deal normal damage unless you turn on the optional immortality, which means that you just don't die. I'm going to leave that up to your discretion. Uh, so if you want a, a little bit of challenge, a little bit of danger, go ahead and leave immortality off. Uh, but if you just want to get through uh, the horrible combat, um, which is made better with this relaxing mode, uh, you can just, uh, you know, not die at all. You will still die, um, you know, if you fall through an area you're not supposed to go or whatever, but you just won't take stupid damage. Uh, then it, when it comes to exploring, they have a couple options as well. And I don't really like the titles. It's kind of like in Doom, uh, you know, the difficulty modes, like I'm a baby. Uh, these kind of just, the names of these just don't feel great. Um, uh, I hate feeling lost. That's one of the modes. Um, and that will put detailed markers on the map. And what that <laughs> means is it'll just tell you what a door type is because there's all kinds of different door types. Uh, it'll also put your player visibility on the map because, you know, the, you kind of want the you are here dot on the map. Uh, and it also gives you area completion stats. The next mode is default. That um, basically just puts question marks wherever there's anything you haven't figured out. Uh, but it won't tell you what it is, like what type of door or any of that. Uh, it will put your player on the map. It'll show you area stats. Then there's the, um, then there's I Love Exploring. And I Love Exploring will put no markers on the map. It will not put your position on the map. And it will give you no area stats. I don't know anyone's going to turn that on. I would love to see the user stats on that. <laughs> uh, no and then way. it comes to puzzles. The puzzles aspect of the game or the settings you can choose are uh, not interested in solving puzzles. Uh, or I'm not interested in solving puzzles. And what this will do, it will put a puzzle uh, instant solve button. Anytime you go to open a puzzle. Uh, and those puzzles take the form of um, using a little device to uh, basically enter a code. Uh, they have this neat little code system that's, that's part of, uh, you know, their whole deal. is like they, they've built this device that has a way to combine numbers and those numbers make a symbol, and that's how you get through this door. If you see those symbols in one place and you kind of combine them or figure out how they're used, they do a really good job of it. And I really do like the puzzles. But if you change the puzzle difficulty to this mode, as long as you have gotten everything you need, you've seen the thing or you've got the device and upgraded the device enough, you can push that and it just immediately does it for you. Um, that's not great, but... To me, that really takes a lot of the fun out of the game because that's what's good about the game are the puzzles and the exploration, hmm. not the combat. Uh, and then the default mode is no hints. And that's what I recommend playing with. Uh, so yeah, so just to top that off, combat, go with relaxing. Exploring, go with I hate feeling lost because it 
it's not as bad as they say. Just kind of lets you know what you haven't done and what type of thing it is. Uh, and then for puzzles, leave it on default and uh, have a good time with that. Um, so, so I'm kind of yeah. Um, I was just going to kind of, you know, what continue and then I'll because you might answer my question. Okay, well, I'm almost done. Um, it like a good Metroidvania, there's different types of obstacles you have to get past. Like, and they're in your uh, ability gated in order to get past those. That's to me uh, the fun of the Metroidvania is constantly running by those things and being like, geez, I wish I could go mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then eventually you will unlock the thing that allows you to double back and finally see what's on side of that door. And it's a missile. It's a missile upgrade. <laughs> awesome. Um, there are no missile upgrades in the last Aww. game. Fox. Uh, that might make the game, that might make the combat better. Um, so why would they do that? Um, wow. <laughs> so I'm really down on this game just because they, they've disappointed me, but it is a good looking game. Uh, and like I said, the exploration is really good. Um, it's just the combat is real let down. Uh, and I feel like I'm really bagging on the game a whole lot. Um, and I hope that what that does is it lowers people's expectations enough that when they play it, they're like, oh, that wasn't as bad. And it's really a horrible uh, reviewer of this game. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Uh, I, I think it is a good game. I think that uh, it would have much, it would have benefited uh, for more time in the oven to fix that combat. It's just so sad to me that they just missed on that. It's just a big whiff. Um, and I, I've been told that the farther you get into game the, and the more uh, combat options you get, the better the combat becomes on that default level. But just most people are going to quit it before they even get to that. It's just that bad. Um, you really need to just uh, to turn on the, uh, the simplified combat. Hmm. It, it makes the game a lot better. But yeah. So let's, let's have your questions. <laughs> well, so that partially just answered a question. So mm-hmm. I tried this game. I probably played it for around 20 minutes or so. And yes, okay. I am one of those people who started a game, went, ooh, this combat sucks. And then I think I ran into the, like the first puzzle, and I'm just like, mm, this isn't quite what I wanted. And I turned it off, and I haven't gone back. And quite honestly, I've been waiting for you to bring this up because I knew you would eventually. Um, so I can ask the que- mm-hmm. this question: If I were to put this game on, let's just call it baby mode, you know, put on the all the easy settings, would it be mm-hmm. worth it? Like, is the story good wow. enough? Is the scenery blah blah blah? Like, I have some interest in in, in this game, but it's not like something that's like oh yeah i must play this game uh i don't necessarily think this is a kenny game um fair that doesn't mean it's not for everybody uh if if you uh if you like atmosphere and specifically if you like lovecraftian and you're into kind of noir detective type stuff and solving puzzles uh then yes this game is one you should consider playing maybe give them a little more time to fix that combat even more but um by turning on some of those assists the game is actually, um, uh, it's worthwhile. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to finishing this. I'm looking forward to playing it uh, some more. Um, I, I Just before we got on, I was playing a, a section uh, that was really frustrating, uh, which was kind of like kind of like an Ori when you have to do like the escape runs. Uh, this Their version of the escape run, uh, much worse. Uh, <laughs> nowhere near as good. You are um, selling this, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't want people going in here and expecting it to be a perfect game. It's not a perfect game. It's got some flaws. But if you're the type of person that likes puzzles, if you like exploration, I think so far, 
Uh, as long as you turn the combat down, it's not going to be a, a miss for you. Uh, it's not going to be the best game because, like I said, it does look really good. Um, the animation is really good. The mood is there. Uh, all that, all that, just checks the boxes. It's just the combat. They they really whiffed on the combat, and it's sad. I have um okay. a, another. I guess it could be sort of a story related question, but it's a little bit of uh, achievement list spoiler question. Uh, so before I ask, it's not a huge spoiler, but Nate, is, did have you looked at the achievement list already? Like it's it's not a story based thing, just so you know. But like, is it okay if I ask a question about a list that's uh, something on the list? Sure. Okay. So uh, there is one missable in the last case of Benedict Fox, and it's for watching the cutscenes without skipping them. So you played a little bit of the game uh-huh. at this point. Like, do the cutscenes seem? Like highly skippable, like there's nothing to see here, or is the story told through those cutscenes, and most people would would watch them, so it's not something you have to look out for. Well, that's that's interesting. Uh, and he's uh, realizing he skipped I don't, one. No, 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 no. no okay. I'm not realizing that I have. I'm wondering if I accidentally did skip one. I'm pretty sure that everything that you have to do in the game that requires confirmation requires you to hold a button down. Um, I'm not one to skip cutscenes right. unless the game's horrible. Uh, the story in this game is good. Uh, I like the I like the way they roll out the story and the puzzles and how this gives you a clue to solve this puzzle or that reminds you to go over here and see this thing and kind of connecting the dots. Okay, what is the story? Because they don't they don't necessarily tell you the story. You kind of are piecing things together as mm-hmm. well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I've skipped any cutscenes. If you're a story person, I don't think you're going to skip the cutscenes, and you can't accidentally just you know okay. uh, butterfingers uh, hit the B button and oh crap I've lost this I have to go do a full run you have to hold it down for like three seconds or something like that to to actually get out of your inventory I'm pretty sure you'd have to do the same thing for a cutscene I don't think I've skipped any I, I didn't do it intentionally and I'm pretty sure you would have had to hold the button okay that's good, good to- then and yeah and the solution here says cutscenes are skipped by pressing and holding B so yeah okay. That's funny. I wanted to bring this achievement up because it's like the anti-core achievement. Corey, <laughs> there's no way he's going to be able to complete this game with this achievement. No, no. he's Yeah, if he's already started this game, he has to, he has to start over. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, this game. I remember first seeing this at whatever showcase it was. And I thought that this was going to be more of a Limbo-like game. And uh, boy, was I wrong. Yeah, the aesthetic. Yeah, was I really played striking. a demo for this. Yeah. And I thought the combat was okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. The aesthetic is is great, and like the atmosphere is really is top. They, I mean, they checked the boxes on that for sure. Um, it's just brutally honest. The combat is not good, um, and it, had they fixed this, this would be like. I mean, I'd, I'd probably give it a five out of five or a four point five wow. out of five, but with that combat being so bad. Uh, the only thing that saves it is that you can <laughs> pretty much disable the combat. <laughs> uh, I played it. I, I went back through and I was like, okay, let me see what these, let me see what total baby mode is on this game. And it's not horrible. Uh, I, I wanted to get to a puzzle and have it auto solve the puzzle, but still be able to solve the puzzles in my real playthrough. Um, and yeah, when you go to uh, like, there's this one place where you have to change these three dials to the correct position. And uh, you figure that out by exploring and you'll get like a little thing and it'll go in your journal. And if you don't really know, you can look at your journal and then change the dials and you're good to go. Not very difficult. But, uh, I walked up to this thing after, before I found the, the journal entry, I could not 
do the auto solve. Once I found the journal entry, I could just press X and bam, <laughs> they, they were like, okay, you're done. You did it. Um, that, that's all that was to it. It actually doesn't even show you the solution. It just says, okay, yep, we'll skip it. Oh, wow. Um, and the combat was, uh, you know, yeah, the combat was the easy, the easy kind of combat. So I was like, okay, that's fine. This feels okay. Um, and the ex- exploration, the map looked good. Told told me what type of door I was, I'd have to come back to to solve that. That's great. So yeah, I, I think if you go in baby mode, full baby mode, um, the games. I mean, I don't, I don't like playing games full baby mode. Um, but if you turn some of those options down, I think you're gonna have a good time with the game. And hopefully, hopefully, I've lowered everyone's expectations <laughs> to the point where they still want to play it. <laughs> but aren't expecting it to be the best game in the world. And just to throw it out there, it's not like this thing has a two rating or something. It's got a 3.38 on TA. So like not the best of ratings, but it's also not garbage. Not the best. Yeah. I I don't think it's for everyone, but like I said, if you're a fan of puzzles, if you're a fan of exploration, go do it. If you're looking for a good combat, uh, Metroidvania like Ori, this is not that game. And then, if you're someone who doesn't really care about their tag and you just want to try it, it is on Game Pass. You also play it through the cloud and PC games, wherever you want to play it. So, assuming you got Game well, Pass, it's news, free and easy to start. And the good news, this is the last case of Benedict Fox. There will not be a sequel. So, uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Let's do a prequel. The first case of Benedict Fox. Man, yep, they could have a prequel. Yeah, it's his Final Fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just very sad that this disappointed you, Nate. Like I remember All watching right. the. Uh, Let me go back and redo this whole segment because I think I brought everybody way too far down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> play, play the last case of Benedict Fox. It's not horrible if you turn the combat off. Yay. So you're saying this would be a really good Games of Gold game? Well, sure. Pass, so that's fine <laughs> for sixty percent of people. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember whatever conference or whatever uh you know yeah the indie yeah the indie indie showcases forever ago. Yeah, i just remember you really wanting to play that and maybe it's a mandela effect thing but since fox is in the title i always expect to see a fox running around rather than uh a person but uh well spoiler i've, I've seen no foxes no. <laughs> not alive at least there might have been one in a jar no foxes. Well, a jar. <laughs> if you want a fox, go play. Um, what is that game? Never Alone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, good game. Much better than Benedict Fox, at least from what I hear. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Well, in that case, uh, Michelle, what game would you like to talk about? Well, I would like to talk a little bit about uh, another Game Pass title, and that would be The Walking Dead Michonne. So this is a game that has continually come up on my random to-do list, and I decided this would be the month that I'd play it. Uh, and I'm not going to go into detail too much about the game, because we know how Walking Dead, or how um, Telltale narrative-driven games work at this point. But I feel like I did not play these in real time, so obviously as Telltale games were coming out, Walking Dead was not the only franchise, especially by this point that a a Telltale game had been released uh, of. But this, I think, was finally the point where I was like just kind of tired of these games. So I don't know everyone here's experience with playing the various Telltale games. But like 
you know, I as I'm playing Michonne, and Michonne's such a cool character. Like, if you're familiar with the comic books or, or the TV show, she's a really interesting, strong character. And, and she's that way in the game. But it's like everything else that, you know, you begin to sort of think, oh, this guy's cool. And then he just gets shot in the face because cool characters can't exist for more than two seconds. And there's a complete jerk who really gets away with everything until he's killed off in like 30 seconds because you've just had enough. And I just hit this point while playing this. I, I still have season three to go or the final season, I guess it's called. And yeah, I'm like, I don't, there are so many, it's gotten to a point where it's sort of like tropey and, and I, I don't know if the, the final season is that way as well, but it was the first time in playing these walking dead telltale games where I started to feel annoyed by everything. And the more I reflect on it, the more I think that it's just because the last really, truly, 100% likable character in the Walking Dead Telltale games was Lee. And that was so many games ago at this point. And so I know I'm, I'm behind um, in terms of this. And obviously these games have been out for a while. It plays like every other game. But I just want to caution people who are choosing to play this. Um, this I was playing the this one version on my series. I don't know if it's an issue with playing these games on series or if it's just an issue more broadly, but I had the same issues with Walking Dead Michonne that I had with Walking Dead The New Frontier, which is that random chapters just wouldn't pop. Um, so keep that in mind. Obviously, the game is short, so it will not be a huge time commitment to go back to it. Uh, it's only three episodes, but of the uh, and th- each of the episodes is seven achievements, so it's six chapters and then finishing the episode. For whatever reason... Episode one, chapter one didn't pop. Episode one, chapter five didn't pop. And episode two, chapter five didn't pop. Thankfully, the game has a replay feature where you can specifically pick the chapter you want to go back to. Oh, that's Um, nice. I was able to replay episode two, chapter five, and episode one, chapter five with no incident. Episode one, chapter one, I replayed. Uh, That chapter is very quick time heavy. And there's one point where uh, the screen just sort of went black and I couldn't see anything. I tried to reload it on a new save within the game, still did that. So all of this is to say a game that should have taken three hours. I spent like another hour on between various glitchy things in it. That's even worse. Yeah, it was like, you know, the first game was just so surprising the way it took everybody, the way the story was constructed, the way it made you feel about things. And now third installment in, I'm just, I'm really over it. It's, it's the, Again, Michonne as a character is, is fine, and this is kind of a cool exploration of events that tie into the television show. So um, not to go into too many details in case somebody hasn't watched it or is just starting to, but there's a point at which Michonne separates from the group and eventually does reconnect, and this covers that period of well, time answers that question. where she's away. So it actually does tie into the show itself, uh, and that's cool. Um, but, like, yeah, I'm just... Oh, man, I don't know. I, I just feel like I haven't played the other Telltale series, really. Um, you know, I didn't play, like, Minecraft. I didn't play the Game of Thrones one. Uh, so I don't know if this is just a Walking Dead thing or this is just seeing how Telltale games work, right? Like, you have the illusion of control over the situation, but you really don't because it's only five or five to ten questions throughout the whole thing that really impact any changes. Um, but for a two, or, well, I guess it's probably more like a three to five hour easy completion it's still a, a good story it's just don't play them too close together because they kind of begin to feel like a lot of the same and again be mindful for those little glitchy bits you can chapter select it's not the end of the world but 
don't be surprised if you see something pop and go, huh, I don't remember the last chapter popping because it probably didn't. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's not the end of the world because the game's so short, but it is annoying. It, it does give you an opportunity to pick different choices. Uh, but And that, that even further exposes the whole, you pick a different choice that's completely like the opposite of what you did the last time and you still get the same response from the character. Or there might be an extra beat of silence and then the same response from the character. So maybe it's even a little bit of an exposing thing in that way. Kind of ruins the magic, right? It does. It does. And now I find myself thinking, um, I, I'm not going to uh, pick the game up myself, but I know the people who developed um, developed the walking or well, developed the Telltale games. They obviously after the studio was shut down, a group of them came together and founded Dramatic Labs, I think it is. And they released the new Star Trek Resurgence game that just came oh. out. That's uh, narrative based uh, in the vein of um, the old Telltale game. So I'm curious now, like how much of this DNA of these uh, Telltale uh, choose your own response kind of games is present in that one, because I think there's also a arm of Telltale that's separate from that. That's also going to be releasing games, but that this Dramatic Labs actually does feature several developers who had left from from Telltale once it was shuttered. So I'm curious how that one, I'm sure Prue will talk to us about this. That's a game. So I'm, I'm curious how much of that carries over into this game. And if, if some of that, some of those tells are also present. Cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't get these games. Not my thing. I've played totally okay. two and a half <laughs> and they're okay. The walking dead. I personally, I, I didn't, watch so i have no tie to the ip Mm -hmm. yeah i would say the biggest hint is just to not play them too close together like definitely give them space to breathe so that you don't feel that sense it's it's similar to talking about like artifacts monday games they're fine for what they are don't play like six of them in a row you'll burn out on them real quick give them space and then get into the next one games yeah lego (laughs) games is a great example absolutely all right well in that case uh oh what did you want to bring? Oh, I'm going to bring it. It's already been. I want to talk about a couple of news items, actually. Uh, real quick. The first one is um, the Halo Infinite um, title update. Uh, the winter update was rebranded as a DLC on uh, True Achievements. So the ratios all went down. So we actually did these uh, last month, and we were like, oh, we got mm-hmm. this 9 ratio for doing nothing. We got this 10 ratio for doing nothing. And, uh, Big now ratios. Now they're, you know, they're still good. They're 4 or 5 ratios, or, or you know, actually like more like 4. But, um, you know, for the people that care about their TA score, this affected them uh, mightily. And in the G-test going on, a lot of people just woke up and found they had a negative 1800 or whatever true achievements uh, difference so they were not too happy about this but uh this is what happens when you do g test these things happen you get some go uppity and so go down it and uh get wrecked g taskers <laughs> but that's something that we just did a month ago i was like oh but no big deal really we'd be going forward them either way so um curious for the listeners if they had any if they care about this kind of thing 
um, or not. Like Halo Infinite was weird to begin with because the base game, which is, I guess, free, is the multiplayer. But the yep. DLC is the campaign, which is considered paid, which is what you would buy or get on Game Pass. So this is technically tied into that, and that's why I guess it was incorrectly listed as a title update, even though it came later. And not a DLC, because you didn't plop down an extra 5 or $10 for this update. It just kind of appeared. But technically, it's still paid because you have to pay for the campaign and its campaign stuff. So I think that's why the change was made. It's a weird in-between. It's so weird. But like I said, I'm curious if anyone's actually cares about this kind of thing. But it did garner some talk on the GTS channel about the calculations and the ratios and the geometric means and all that mumbo-jumbo. I just like to play the games. Speaking of games I like to play, anybody who knows me knows that I enjoy some wrestling, some uh, half-naked men in spandex. Do it for me. And um, on True Achievements, I... Well, um, you know, I was pretty high on the leaderboards at one point. Um, I'm actually still number one on the 360 wrestling leaderboards. I don't think anyone's going to touch me there. But uh, WWE 2K16. Challenge we'll accepted. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> WWE 2K16 <laughs> broke me. That was just a grindy grind of a grind. And from there, eh, I wasn't uh, worried about getting every achievement in every wrestling game. Um but WWE has been the only game in town until now. Uh, there's a new game called AEW Fight Forever, which is uh, the other wrestling league, All Elite Wrestling. And the interesting thing about this game is that a lot of the wrestlers who work for AEW are actually huge gamers, uh, including uh, Kenny. Oh, that's cool, then. Yeah. So Kenny Omega is a big gamer. Uh, Adam Cole has his own Twitch and he plays all the time on there. And so that in itself, like it was made by people who grew up playing wrestling games. And they hired uh, Ukes, who used to do the uh, WWE SmackDown versus Raw or WWE games um, for years and years and years. And then they haven't done them the last uh, couple of years when Visual Concepts took over. So yeah, they're doing this game. It's called Fight Forever, and it was announced a couple of years ago to the point where fans make fun of it. Like They call it like in development forever and stuff like that. <laughs> now it finally got a release date, uh, Thursday, June 29th, and the achievement list is out. And I'm trying not to look too hard, but it's there on PA if you want to look at it. But it seems to have all the usual game modes that you're used to seeing in wrestling games um but i believe it's just a slight bit more leaning towards adults instead of kids and there's you know some more blood and stuff like that so so while, while you're talking i actually went through the achievement list mm -hmm. now i don't watch wrestling Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see clips on like TikTok or Facebook every so often and like I'll watch it. I don't understand it. But mm -hmm. <laughs> the one thing that stands out um, from anything I watch, it, and it's all WWE, I should say that, mm -hmm. is, you know, there's always these 
bombastic personalities, crazy personas, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I look at the AEW list and it's kind of generic. Like, I play through X amount of times, beat a match, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like, especially when you started to say that it's made by gamers, I'm assuming they're not achievement hunters. So, but like, I expected something from the list, like, have this particular character fight this particular Mm -hmm, character. mm wearing this goofy hat and this sock or something (laughs) yeah i don't really know just just something a little bit more creative because wrestling is so creative in and of itself Mm -hmm. and and of the personalities Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah it makes total sense did you want to say something one of the yeah two two quick things if i remember them both one uh is that uh, one of the officials for AEW, uh, Aubrey, her background was actually in video game development. So I don't know necessarily mm-hmm. that that means she oh, wow. uh, made achievement lists, but prior to becoming a wrestling official, and she didn't have much experience before being in AEW, her, her job was developing video games. So I think she's been active actually in the development of the game because she, she was a coder at some point right. prior um, the hmm. other thing, I I believe I had read that one of the reasons the uh, release was so delayed is the so AW um, skews more for people who are already fans of wrestling. It doesn't try to cater really to a casual audience as much, and so it it tends to skew a little older. Uh, not that they mm-hmm. don't want to be family friendly, but WWE is all in on publicly traded company with a family friendly image as much as they can. And one of the reasons for the delay was apparently that they had to keep toning the game down so they can get a teen rating or something. What? Yeah. It kept, because there's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, options where you can have matches with a lot of blood. That's Mm -hmm. just, if if you watch AEW from week to week, somebody's bleeding. Like it's just, it's a thing. And uh, apparently the SRB kept kicking the game back with like, no, you need to do more to tone this particular part down. So that actually contributed. Uh, Again, I I read this at some point. I couldn't tell you from where. So it's not like it was vetted, but that that was an issue on top of being in just a long term development because they Ukes who developed it probably didn't keep their assets from prior development. So it's a lot of rebuilding from the ground, but yeah, get ESRB ratings are important. You want to make sure as many people can buy them right off the shelf. And, uh, that took a little while for them to sort. Shoot. They should have stuck with the rated M go all out. <laughs> I wonder if that really affects sales. I mean, Grand Theft Auto says no, but right. it, it might for a wrestling game. <laughs> Fair. You know, if you're, if you're a parent looking a to parent, buy a wrestling right. game, uh, WWE games typically, I, mean, I think the most recent one came out in March, but they typically come out in like October-ish, maybe. So this is not mm-hmm. the time where you typically get a wrestling video game. And if you're a parent of a 10 or 12-year-old who loves wrestling and wrestling is wrestling, it's just if you see guys in a ring with ropes, that's mm-hmm. probably something they'll like. Uh, it, it would make a difference to you, possibly, if it had that kind of rating on it. Right. If you're a parent that pays attention to that stuff, then absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, not for nothing, I'm a parent that pays attention to that kind of stuff now with my uh, son, who's turning 13. So uh, 
we're at kind of at this threshold. We're like, hmm, he still never played a mature game or watched a rated R movie to my knowledge. So we're getting to that territory <laughs> at some point. Hmm. So it is interesting to think about. Hmm. I just noticed TA doesn't have ratings on the games. I just try to look up the mm. UFC just to get an idea of what that is. I and think it doesn't tell me if it's rated M or T or whatever. I think it's because there's different ratings in all the different countries. So it probably mm-hmm. would be too much to, uh, to mm. keep right, track Europe of. It's Peggy ratings, and, and they have slightly different yeah. rating bands as well. Yeah, the stuff is banned all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Renamed. All kinds of stuff. Teenage yeah, Mutant Hero sense. Turtles. <laughs> but yeah, I did see some screenshots of blood today where people were like, oh, there's still blood in the game. Rejoice. <laughs> Man, that's what the... um. Well, never mind. I guess that would go against the rating. Never mind. Wait, what are you? What's going through your dirty skull? Well, I was gonna say that's what the like the accessibility options or like the gore options oh, are. Like, absolutely. Like and, I, I, one of the Gears of War, I think it was, where you can turn off profanity yeah. or turn yeah. off blood that, or whatever. A lot of games have that, and actually, the WWE games still do have yeah. blood, but the default is off. So that's something that used to be the default was on. But uh, they still have blood. Does that change the rating? Does that change the rating, though? If, oh, oh, so we show murders, uh, but the default is we we show handshakes. Like, I don't, I think the fact that it's in the game and successful. Correct. Like, that just, has it's just, to a, into just the something rating, I noticed so. in WWE yeah. games. I don't think uh-huh. that affects anything, but just uh-huh. their image has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> If AEW does skew you, to an older you would audience, like AEW more probably kept with the rated M. They gear more towards longer matches, competitive matches, uh, some blood and more adult stuff. Yeah, I don't understand wrestling. I'm glad you guys have fun with it. I don't get it. I've watched a decent amount trying to get That's into fine. it. I don't get it. That's fine. We'll 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 get you there one day. Uh, doubt. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of getting there one day, we'll eventually get to the end of this. Uh, <laughs> it's late when we're recording. Uh, let's carry on. Let's get into some sales. Uh, Nate, what would you like to recommend? Oh, man. The sales this week were tremendous. Let me just <laughs> t- write off my first top 20 or 30. Um, I can Knights and guns, feel the sarcasm. Down from 10. <laughs> Uh, that's a gun. Three dollars down from ten. Uh, this is a running gun, pang-like. If you know what pang is, nope. that's uh, you're running along the bottom of the screen. You can <laughs> only shoot up, and you uh, you can only shoot one bullet at a time. And uh, you know it has to like, destroy something above you, which typically breaks into smaller things, and then you can shoot again. So you have to be really careful with your shots. Uh, no, this one allows you to use like uh, wave beams and shotguns and machine guns. So pretty cool. Um, Kenny, you might like this for the music. I watched a little video and it had some pretty heavy music. Mm. Uh, I know you like that. Uh, it's got really good art and it has a co-op achievement, um, but it's local co-op only. Aww. So this is one one game that has <laughs> something for everyone. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, and the sales this week were small, so I wonder if something else is happening. That's the only game I have for you. Knights and Guns. All right. It has heavy metal. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Price track it. Uh, Michelle, what would you like to recommend? I I would like to recommend a pair of games. So first up is Trash Quest. Trash Quest is a platformer slash Metroidvania starring a raccoon, which, you know, at some point would have 
been a really exciting thing for some folks in this community, but it's still a Metroidvania, and it's only $1.79, down from its normal $8.99. It has been this cheap once before, but if you missed it the first time, this is a good opportunity to pick that up. And the other game I wanted to recommend is Cozy Grove, which admittedly is a game I hadn't heard of before I saw it on the sales this week, but I noticed in researching it on TA that it was highlighted in an article for games that you can play on Xbox to scratch your Animal Crossing itch. So it is similar Ooh. in its uh, framing to Animal Crossing. It is a simulation game. It's well rated on TA. It has a 4.15 overall rating. Um, oh, wow. Uh, one of the gimmicks in the game is that you sort of, the island that you are playing on is is colorless. And as you accomplish more things, the island gains color. It is built so that you can only accomplish so much in a given day. So it's meant for bite-sized play. It is a 100 plus hour completion. This actually sounds, Kenny, like it would be up your alley given all this stuff. It is currently $8.99 down from $14.99. Hmm. Mm. That's a hard maybe. I love me some Animal Crossing. Yeah, and Nate, or not Nate. Elle, what would you like to recommend? I'm glad you asked. Um, this <laughs> week, there's not much uh, going on like uh, Nate alluded to i like the diabolical trilogy with uh, demon steer plus xenon valkyrie plus and riddled corpses ex for six dollars for three games that's usually 20 i like that and then there's the usual assortment of you know the monopoly packs and the game show packs and stuff like that those are good deals they're just there all the time so like wheel of fortune and jeopardy for ten dollars is is good is a pretty good deal but that seems to show up quite often. So nothing too special this week, unfortunately. But yeah, maybe we have something a brewing for Memorial Day. Yeah, it was just a light week. All of our wilds thank us. But and I don't know if you Nature's Boy Jedi Survivor for uh, Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if we all want to buy Game Boy Advance games, uh, Games of Gold is a thing still somehow. Um, Star Wars Racer. The pod racing eh. game. This is pod racing. Uh, that This is getting to be your, probably your last reminder to get this. It's You can't download it after May 31st. So if you haven't done it yet, go ahead and download it. Throw it into your, cat, into your backlog of games that you're never actually going to play. Along with the games you're never actually going to play, but you can download is HOA. Uh, that is available until mm. June 15th. So you got a little bit of time to uh, procrastinate downloading that one. Mm, I know someone who played that game. It's not an adventure game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's a platformer. I was totally misgenred. <laughs> Shocker. You got to tell us briefly about this one, Nate. You, I was shocked to see that you completed sure. this one in quick fashion. Sure. It's not It's not a two, three-hour game, no. as they it? tell you. It's, it's more like a four to five. <laughs> uh, it's very pretty. It's like playing a Miyazaki really? movie. Really? Um, I don't. I don't know if you get that yes. from the screenshots and all, but it's very pretty. It's also very slow. Mm. So there's no run button. There's no dash. Man, it could have used one. Um, one of those. But it's very pretty. 
Uh, yeah, there's and there's one annoying achievement at the very end. It's a zero gamer score for not getting kicked by a robot. Uh, <laughs> I think it's glitched because um, I didn't get kicked by any robots in the last level. I think what they mean to say is don't ever get kicked by a robot uh, in any of the previous levels. There is a workaround for it. You uh, Once you beat the game, you start a new game. You get to the point where you learn how to jump uh, with the jump tutorial. Uh, you back out, and then you play that last level again, not getting kicked by a robot, and boom! Your zero gamer score achievement pops, and you get the full completion, even though it didn't give you any gamer score. And that's HOA! Nice. That's good, though, because the games with gold are not always even worth bothering with, but this seems like it, it definitely is. Yeah, it's a great H if you're playing uh, any contest where you have to spell. Uh, and you can you can totally chip away at this, this game. This hole is a great H. It won't be a pain. I like it. I, like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Well, at least Pod Racer is a quick completion with the cheese. I mean, they're both quick completions, right? So, yep. good, good month yeah. for easy gamer score. All right. But uh, we have some Game Pass news. Uh, the first one, I think no one actually is going to care about this. Uh, oh, Superland six inches under. Uh, it's just some platforming Metroidvania game that got shadow dropped. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think anyone, especially that's on this panel, will care about this game. <laughs> Love a good shadow drop. Uh, <laughs> hey, guess what? It's a lot more Superland. So there you go. If you liked it, uh, guess what? There's more. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of people in the community that was excited when they saw this one drop. Um, oh, and all these Game Pass games are available now. I forgot to say that. Uh, also available now is Planet of Lana, which is an action-adventure Limbo-like game. And Nate has has here a top 10 game of the year candidate, question mark. Question. There is a question mark, so it could be 11. You never know. <laughs> Early reviews on the game. Good feeling we'll be hearing about that. Feeling we'll be hearing about that next week. Yeah, it's about four to five hours long. Yeah, exactly. It's four to five hours long ish for the people that have completed it. I'm probably going to put more into that because I like to look at the scenery and stuff. Um, So, yeah, I'll be talking about this next week. Faux show. Look forward to it. Next next game is Cassette Beasts. Um, I was actually listening to another podcast talk about this. This is like a. 80s music meets Pokemon type game. Um, role, obviously, Pokemon role-playing turn-based. Something to the effect of the monsters that you collect are cassettes, and it's very 80s music inspired. Uh, L, maybe something to play with your son? I don't know. Maybe you might enjoy the music. He enjoys the gameplay. Uh, maybe. The other podcast I was talking about, highly recommended this game said it was really really good so i don't know maybe something might be there next game we have is massive chalice which has this been on game pass before i feel like this has been on game pass before i don't think it's been on game pass before but it's been around for a while it's not a new game okay maybe it was games of goal or something i don't know i feel like i remember saying this something like that uh strategy turn-based game 60, 80 hour complete um, completion of next. We have railway empire two, which realistically almost nobody listening to this is going to care about this. It's a sim management game about trains. So that sounds cool. If Oliver was just a little bit older and able to appreciate video games, he would <laughs> want to play this with me. Uh, and last game that is actually not available now. That's coming out May 
or May 30th is Chicory, A Colorful Tale. Uh, sounds like it's up Nate's alley. An adventure RPG. Yep, I'm excited. Finally get to play it. I know nothing about it. But as you designate title implies, it looks colorful. Yeah. All right. And then leaving Game Pass is Europa Europa Universalist. Uh, Yeah, that's a thing, which has nine discontinues or unobtainables. I'm sorry. Tomatoes and Motto, same thing. Nine uh, nine unobtainables. Bleh. Uh, this is a PC-only game. I'm sure everyone is rushing to get that. Next game is Evil Genius 2 World Domination. Uh, this is a management game. This actually looked kind of kind of cool, but considering it's a 120 to 150-hour completion, I'm sure nobody is going to be rushing to get that one, that game either. Uh, FIFA 21, it's more FIFA. Uh, also leaving is Floppy Knights, which is a strategy turn-based game. Um, 20 to 25 hours. So maybe if you have interest into it, you could probably complete this one by the end of the month. And last is Lawn Mowing Simulator, the famous game where Corey kicked a guy out for having the audacity of trying to take a vacation. (laughs) He fired him right on the spot. Uh, It's a 65 to 87 hour estimate. It's an odd number. But let's be honest, it's summer. If you actually like mowing the grass, you can just go outside and do it. Stupid grass is growing. All right. But with that, let's get into Brad Camp. Take it away, Michelle. Awesome. In completions, we have Ozbuff Fanatic kicking us off with a new milestone of 350 completed games. Sincere Seeker 6 has reached 450 completed games. Neo 21 is at 500 completed games. Mad Eye Pad Eye has reached 800 completed games. Casual Exiles at 850 completed games. Kitty Skies has reached 1,000 completed games. And Redemption always just shows everyone up by reaching 3,100 completed games. Good job, everyone. That's absurd. <laughs> yeah, it's a big number. That's insane. In streaks. In streaks, uh, we have. Kronos, Expovos, uh, with 50 days, and he is joined by Jeremy DJ and Zwavel Dioxide. Uh, you know, famous Zwavel Dioxide. The easiest name to say. Uh, yep. X the Hero with 150 days, joined by Mental Knight 5, buddies. Uh, Thrash Forever, 500 days. Philip Wendell with 1,100 days. Waka Pale, joined. By Sniped by a Girl with 3,500 days. Blue Thunder 7398 with 3,650 days. Firehawk D with 3,800 days. Joined by Big Elliot. I think you edited that. Uh, <laughs> celebrating a 10 year achievement win streak. Blue Thunder 7398. I certainly didn't. That's a Kenny job. I don't know what you're talking about. I feel like I'm being set up. In gamer score, Jay Black has hit 600,000. R56 Cooper S11 has hit 700,000. Chesno has hit 750,000. Enigma Gamer 77 has hit 1.1 million gamer score. Kitty Skies has hit 1.3 million gamer score. And Jimbot UK has hit 1.8 million gamer score. Okay. In leaderboards. Alex R. Davis is in the top 2,000 in TA Difference leaderboard for a competitive ratio. Bastion Reader's number two. 
Games, number two work for in the USA Completed Games Leaderboard for Shoot 'em Up Games. Chesno's now in the top 50 of England. Gamerscore Leaderboard for Xbox One Fighting. EOJ is in position number two as well in the Xbox TA leaderboard for strategy games. That's pretty great. Uh, Frimhole is in the top 2,000 of Gamerscore leaderboard for strategy plus turn-based. Hatton is now in the top 1,000 of the Europe TA difference leaderboard for arcade racing. And in the top 50 of buying Xbox 360 games on Facebook Marketplace and hiding them from his wife and breaking shelves. High Road V2 is now number one in the Colorado TA leaderboard for golf. Kitty Skies is third in Wales TA leaderboard for ID at Xbox. Uh, Lord of Dookie 69 nice, is now third in the Massachusetts Gamer Square leaderboard for action horror. Lucas 1987 is third in TA leaderboard for action. Sadek is in the top five of Florida Gamer Square leaderboard for tower defense. And Scott of Ace is number one in Pennsylvania Gamer Square leaderboard for Metroidvania. And Sir Polygon, who loves to put random stuff, is in number one in the Georgia T leaderboard for both cricket games and dodgeball. What? Yeah, this must all be due to connect shenanigans. He's number 10 in USA Games, uh, USA Completions for Connect as well, which is pretty great. And last but not least, Z Junkin Monkey Z is now in the top 20 of California TA leaderboard for Open World. And my apologies to anything I might have left out that a Hizo did in Brad Camp this week. Whew, what That's episode. fine. It's a Hizo. We could skip it. <laughs> yeah. Probably play that Japanese card and board game again. Only if you're an idiot. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. It feels like the early days of Age 101. Over two hour show. Yeah, right. Should start adding on some segments. <laughs> All the segments. Let's see if we can get this week over four hours. Let's do we it. I haven't had one of those in a while. Let's do I'm it. sure Fug will appreciate that. Probably will. But that was a fun one. Yeah. Really good question. Lots of lots of answers. Thank you all to the patrons who did respond to that. We appreciate all your answers. Um and if you would like to have your like to Ugh, I can't think. I just lost my train of thought. It's late. <laughs> if you would like to help participate in the show and have your answers read or anything like that, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash achievement hunting 101. And for as little as $1.01, get it? 101. You could become a patron. We greatly appreciate everyone to help support the show, helps us do all the contests and giveaways and whatnot. Um, <laughs> All the other links are down in the show notes below of the episode. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. See you all next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.
Hello and welcome back to Neverending Stories. Old games, stories, blah, 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 patron staff, blah, blah, blah. You know the ropes by now. We've done a few of these. With me, again, returning after his successful completion of Borderlands 2, is Skeptical Mario with yet another story completion. Yet another. Yet another. So quickly as well. So soon after the last one. Mm -hmm. It's almost like... We only spoke about it five minutes ago. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything, but there you go. <laughs> Shh, the magic of editing. So, Mario, mm -hmm. you're back again. You've completed another story on your list. Tell yes. us, which game have you gone back to? This one was XCOM Enemy dot 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 within? Question mark? Wait, no. Is it, it's Enemy Unknown, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the difference. What is the difference? It's enemy unknown. Okay, thank you. Yes, I don't know the difference. I'm not a big XCOM guy uh, anyway. This is so, the only XCOM yeah. game I've ever played. Okay, okay. And I know that the subtitle isn't important, so... And isn't one of them kind of... Is it a remake or kind of a spin-off of the other one? I couldn't one? tell you. Or, no idea. There's some connection. Someone will be listening to this and they will be shouting at us. Yeah. Feel free to shout at us in the Discord. I'm not well-versed in the lore of the universe no and i think it's a pretty deep one isn't it i think that you know it, it, the people who are into these games are really mm -hmm. into it and um the whole the whole sci-fi thing aliens whatnot invasions something yeah. something so xcom enemy unknown uh was released in 2012 you started it a few years later than that in 2018 mm -hmm. um any idea why, why why this game called to you, especially if you weren't already an XCOM guy? Well, I picked it up uh, as Games with Gold. And yes. I, I'm pretty sure I started it because of a bean dive. That's typically when I tend to start games that I'm you know kind of interested, but not uh, have not really been anticipating. Yeah, and the, the dive kind of forces you to say, well, it's on my collection now, so I've got to do something mm -hmm. about it, especially as a completionist, somebody who will end up wanting to go back to it. Yeah, and I don't start every game that I get with Games with Gold, especially not anymore, but uh, yeah. I I do enjoy the, uh, the turn-based strategy games, and mm -hmm. I figured that XCOM was a, a good one to, to start and that I, I would enjoy it. Supposedly one of the best. It's not my genre, so I, I can't speak to that, but I hear, I hear good things. Um, I've only played Enemy Within, the other one, um, and I only dived that, and I think it was because it was an X achievement for Game Attack Challenge. Mm. So um, I will hopefully get back to it. I did. I enjoyed what I did of it, but uh, it's like I said, it's not my genre normally. Uh, anyway, this isn't about me. This is about you. <laughs> you started in September 2018. You got a few achievements, handful of achievements, uh, and then took a break. Mm -hmm. Came back in July 2019 knocked out a few things and then again you get similar to borderlands you get this kind of on and off uh so 20 2019 2020 um a few offline ones slipped in there i'm guessing i'm not sure when that happened some, probably yeah, by mistake some dodgy uh xbox live yes i was playing it backwards compatible on one yeah especially around that time i think it was kind of notorious for dropping uh live mm -hmm. um you did quite a lot in june 2020 like yes, most yes. Of I remember the game. at that time I was really I was into it. Like I was enjoying the strategy and uh, the story for 
you know, for what it's worth. And uh, similar to Borderlands, you left it with just basically just a single achievement left to do in the story. Yeah, and I wasn't preloading it or anything. No. Uh, I wish I could tell you why I stopped. Wish I what why I went as far as I did. There may have been an RTDL that I was going for, but yeah, I I left it for other things, mm-hmm. and then I didn't pick it up again until this year. Yeah, so fast forward three years later, and pop, 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 you got the last mm-hmm. uh, story achievement. Yep, I had just about the the final mission. The final mission was uh, enabled or unlocked, so that I was able to do it. There are uh, some more achievements that I want to get in that playthrough, like completing all the research stuff. So that's some more work to do in that playthrough. But I wanted to finish the storyline for your uh, never-ending stories challenge. Oh, that's very kind of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you say, you did the story achievement, and then I'm guessing the nature of the game means even though you've completed the story, the game doesn't end. The um, All the levels, I guess, are we. Is it you can go back and do any of the levels again? Um, no, it's it's just that you it. can you can save very liber- liberally. I've got several save files. Oh, I see. So the game is technically over for you, but you can go back to an earlier point and, and yes, yes. So I'll reload an earlier save from before the final mission and mm. do a few more missions to uh, finish up the research and things like that. Well, I see one of those achievements that you haven't got is for having a soldier survive every mission in a full game Mm -hmm. um have you i'm assuming you haven't managed to do that or have you been trying to do that and just didn't at the in the last mission or do you think you'll need another playthrough it'll be another playthrough um i lost that like i think fairly early on i was still learning the ins and outs of the game and i didn't want to focus on that missable achievement since for the the game completion you need to complete the game five times anyway so I, Mm -hmm. i figure i'll get it in another playthrough and yeah, you, there is multiple playthrough achievements here on multiple difficulty in modes. Yes, it's it's a big one, right? Some of which look like they do stack, but not necessarily, right? Yeah, I would like to get into the game and and do the the base game completion at least, but there mm. are some very difficult difficulty based achievements for that but i'm not sure how well it's going to go yeah you've ended up at a really solid 38 out of 50 achievements for uh, less than half of the gamer score although quite a lot more than half of the achievements that's just Mm -hmm. how it's distributed i guess quite a lot of it is is on those hard difficulty ones yep and that's fine by me i like i like that kind of setup for an achievement list and yeah, as you say, um, those particularly hard ones. Uh, so beating the game in Iron Man mode on classic or impossible, beating the game mm-hmm. on impossible, which I'm guessing most people do at the same time, are one percenters. So quite high seven yeah. and eight ratios, which especially for an all 360 game is quite significant, right? It's um, telling, yeah. When you see a, a ratio like that, that means... Uh, it's a toughie. And in fact, if I look at my friends list, because I've got some uh, friends here. So uh, Waka, EOJ, Legohead, they've all completed it. Uh, Sabrina's Lost Child as well. They've all completed it. So you're in good company if you manage to get all the way up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely, the completions are few and far between. That's uh, a handful of people out of uh, about 100 people on my list who have got the game started. So from a story perspective, so XCOM is, I seem to think it's about aliens invading Earth and you fighting them off. Is, is there much depth past that to the story? There is a little bit of depth. Without spoilers, as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, there there is some story. It's pretty, not, 
vague. It's it's bare bones, I'll say. Um, you have missions where you, you learn things about the aliens and then you develop a plan to fight them off. And you end up developing uh, psychic powers for some of your soldiers. Mm. And then one of the soldiers gets uh, special enough that they can go in, in a special chamber and become basically the chosen one. And then you have to bring them along on the final mission and they do something important uh, in the enemy ship for the for the end of the game. And oh, I, I thought that part was pretty nice. Okay. Because from my understanding, it's a, it's a squad-based yes. uh, strategy game and it features permadeath for the yes. characters. So you get given rookies or, or, or soldiers from various different backgrounds and different specialties mm-hmm. that you can pick from to be in the squad and train them up and you know give them equipment and special abilities and whatnot but mm-hmm. if they die in a mission they're dead yes is that right and yeah yes that that's right um and you can replace them with other uh less trained soldiers um mm. but that can you know harm you your strategy in the long term is that literally the whole squad so there isn't like a player character as it were um there's no one representing you um, right. You're a nebulous, like controlling mm-hmm. uh, entity, making decisions and stuff. I think that's kind of a cool mechanic. But as someone who likes, you know, stories and characters and things like that, I would find that hard to kind of form any kind of. I, I, you know, if I'm playing a squad-based game, I kind of want to get the sense of like the bond of the squad and the stories and their backgrounds, and you know, seeing them go through yeah. this together. Yeah, and I guess you get a little bit of that if you manage to keep them alive. But you're kind of, I guess, making that up in your yeah. own head a little bit. <laughs> and if you've got people dying every in every mission, then I, yeah, it's going to be tough to to develop attachments or like mm-hmm. make any kind of stories for them. But uh, at least in my experience, like you have you have soldiers surviving for several missions, um, a dozen or more, and you feel like you know them and you like subconsciously mm-hmm. internally make up your own kind of uh stories about them even if they're not uh yeah vocalized. so when they eventually get a bullet straight to the face you you, you genuinely feel like that sense yeah, of loss like, no reload reload <laughs> right is that an option yes could you save scum it if you want except in iron man mode you can save um basically at any turn and like between any mission. So there's very little risk if you want to do it that way. What you can't do is save scum to like make an attack hit or to, you know, make a, an enemy miss you. Yeah. So be like, oh, I missed that shot. But it, like the famous thing is, uh, I think Volga's mentioned it a few times that you could have like a 99% chance of hitting and you'll still miss and be like, what? <laughs> you can't just reload that. And, and That's right. Yeah. Those are, are those hitting and missing percentages are like they're baked into the code somewhere else besides uh they're not generated after the uh the load it must be from some kind of seed or something i see i see awesome well um thank you again for going back and wrapping up another story Mm -hmm. i it sounds like you enjoyed this one and it was kind of close to being finished anyway so probably good to get it done i did enjoy it you've made me actually want to go back and play the other one that i've started a bit it won't appear on my list because I only started it a few years ago. So I don't know. Something would need to make me go back. Now, if your own contest can't make it do it, then what can? Well, exactly. 
kind of mentioned it last time. If there's any other games you're thinking of going back to, are you still looking at Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Um, yes, Multiple, Marvel Ultimate Alliance especially. Uh, mm-hmm. I want him to get through as much of my old 360 backlog this year as I can. That was actually part of the motivation for doing this, is my own desire to um, clear down on my 360 a little bit more and kind of mm-hmm. evaluate the collection and say, you know what, I feel like I can move on from this now. Especially the things that aren't backwards compatible. Exactly that. I'm kind of thinking, um, I, I, and I've actually, a lot of games which I hadn't completed, but I feel like I'm realistically never going to really want to ever go back to, I have sold and and moved on from i've made that decision and then i've got a list of kind of if i get through this list of games then i can let the 360 go and be and be comfortable with that um Mm -hmm. and not not i'm not a hanger on of 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 that physical stuff well it's mostly my wife wants the space back but yeah well i look forward to hearing uh more from your endeavors to clear Mm -hmm. down your 360 and hopefully get marvel ultimate alliance complete Thanks again, and I will catch you later, Mario. Cheers. See you later.